Welcome everyone to Feudal Gripes. Tonight we are covering the Democratic debate number three. And uh, fuck it, let's come on over to it. and costs are going to go up for giant corporations. But for hardworking families so. across this country, costs are going to go down, and that's how it should work. Under there Medicare we go. We get War Horse Warren over here. Yeah, she seemed frozen for a second there, even more so than she is in real life. Yes. Joe said that uh, Medicare for all will cost over $30 trillion. That's right, Joe. Status quo over 10 years will be. You guys just missed their attempt to get a soundbite of one of the progressives saying your middle class taxes will go up to pay for health care, even though overall it'll be cheaper in almost every single fucking way. Like, your taxes will go up. Yeah, but uh, how much do you pay for health care right now? Uh, yeah, exactly. Co-pays, like, private insurance. They talk about how everyone wants to keep their private insurance, but it doesn't even make any sense because you wouldn't need the private insurance if we had Medicare for all. So it's just sort of like, why in the fuck would we need this private insurance? Why would you need to keep it? That's the disingenuous portion of what they're talking about is the fact that, uh, he, you know, they're saying people want to keep their coverage. People want to keep their coverage. But they don't even mention the fact that you're getting full coverage. You're getting, you don't need your shitty fucking middleman, your shitty fucking insurer anymore. And sorry, Bernie, I shouldn't be talking over you. You're not a system which provides a hundred billion dollars a year in profit for the drug companies and the insurance companies. just in the tell you how absurd the system is. Tonight on ABC. Yeah, for those who uh, are not us, we can actually hear our own voices back in our headphones, and it's causing a speech jamming effect because, you know, we can hear our voices echoing back like a second afterwards. But I just tested the audio, so hopefully it will sound good. We've had problems before when we tried to do an episode like this. But, uh, my health care plan does significantly cut the cost of the longest out-of-pocket payment you'll pay is $1,000. You'll be able to get into a... Oh, something everyone can afford. Yeah, just so easy. ...in the Medicare-type option we have, et cetera. But guess what? Of the 160 million people who like their health care now, they can keep it. If they don't like it, they can leave. Number one. Number two. But they the won't like it. Is, we're in a situation they, they won't want to keep the their health care. This is about candor. If honestly, you offer them free health care with no copayment. The, the tax of 2% free. the senator's talking about. Well, I mean, everything's free, free but yeah. in this Guess case, what? it's, that you know, about free billion free billion short. The senator said before, it's going to cost you in your pay. There will be a deductible in your paycheck. You're gonna, the oh, 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 there already is, fuckface. If you have insurance of your employer, where do you think it's getting paid from? Yeah, I was getting uh, deducted 25 bucks a fucking week for my health care where I worked before. Keep to the time, but you did invoke both senators. I have to get responses to them. Then we go on. That's like what? Yeah. Let's be clear. I've actually never met anybody who likes their health insurance. Oh yeah, Obamacare's way more fucking expensive than that, Uncle Joe. Yeah. Their nurses. Oh I've met people who like their pharmacists. I like met people who like their physical therapists. What they want is access to health care, and we just need to be clear about what Medicare for All is all about. Instead of paying premiums into insurance companies and then having insurance companies build their profits by saying no to coverage, we're going to do this by saying everyone is covered by Medicare for all, every health care provider is covered, and the only question here in terms of difference is where to send the bill. Senator Sanders. Let us be clear, Joe. 
In the Let's United be clear. States of America, we are spending twice I wrote as the much damn per bill. capita on healthcare as the Canadians or any other major country damn on right Earth. Damn right we do. This America. America's yeah, number one in healthcare expenditures. As other countries. And they guarantee healthcare to all people. Under my Medicare for All proposal, when you don't pay out of pocket and you don't pay premiums, maybe you have run into people who love their premiums. I haven't. What people want is cost-effective healthcare. He's, you know, Biden's pulling the Delaney thing, where he's just like smiling American while he's getting ass fucked. Oh yeah, the creepy fucking. Uh, this makes it okay. Pedo smile. I'm okay. This is normal. Stuck in the middle of the extremes. Who represents the extreme on this stage? I think you know that I don't agree with some of these proposals up here. Oh, well, golly gosh, so there's. I think you I know could, that uh, I abuse all my staffers, and I, and, you know, I'm just going to mute her and just talk Sanders over and her. And I think, you know, we need to be able to do this, get back in and show that I win elections in the state that's so she divided. I beat my staffers. I'm a madrid, and I'm a man, and I know what it takes to govern this country because I'm willing to abuse the shit out of the people that run my campaign. That's how you know that I'm a dedicated capitalist and I'm totally safe for middle America. They'll never question anything I do or do because, you know, I'm just, I'm, I got all the appeal of Hillary Clinton. So I was talking with somebody on uh, Facebook recently on uh, why she shouldn't even be in here and, like, subbing her for Delaney would have been infinitely more entertaining because at least Delaney's fun to fucking pick on. Like, he just takes it like a bitch and just does that stupid smile. She is like, there for his comic relief. Yeah, she, she is like exactly the same, but not as entertaining. She's there to like take the blows for Biden. Like here, hopefully if Biden gets his guys gets nominated for president, you'll be in his administration for taking in the ass for. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to pull a bill insurance, Cover 12 million more people and bring down the prices for 13 million more people. That is a bold idea. Nothing about you is bold, bitch. She says 149 people will lose their health insurance. I'm sorry. She said page A to the bill, 149 people will lose their health insurance. What current health insurance? 149 million. Million, excuse me. So let's be clear about this. People will have access to all of their doctors, all of their nurses, their community hospitals, their rural hospitals, doctors. Won't have to hire Seems like we're having some encoding issues forms. there, so if uh, the video the was cutting out or anything, we'll just start companies. again here. People who have sick family members won't have to get into these battles. What this is about is making sure that we have the most efficient way possible to pay for health care for everyone in this country. Insurance companies last year sucked $23 billion in profits out of the system. How did they make that money? Every one of those $23 billion was made by an insurance company saying no to your health care company. Mayor Buttigieg. The, the problem was Warren Credit. She's at least good at talking to sort of the petite bourgeoisie and middle class. You know, sort of like, golly gosh, Willikers, this is really hitting you in the pocketbook. I trust you to choose what makes the most sense for you.
Guys, guys, if we can just... I think we can all just agree on... The fact that I'm a... Is it just me, or does he look pale as fuck right now? Right, if as progressive, lighting, that I mean, we look a little pale too. Then the American but, uh, people will figure that you know, out. He does look a little. I trust I the there is something different. The right for them. He looks Why a little more Eddie Monster than usual. Yeah, he's that. usually a little more pinker. You know, like a fresh newborn baby that he is. Yeah. Now, Bernie, he's looking pink. He's looking nice, rosy. Look at that. Look at him. Yeah. Always lively. At least his nose isn't, like, super red. Changes their insurance policy. Medicare for all is comprehensive health care. Covers all basic needs, including home health care. It allows you to go to any doctor you want, which many private insurance company programs do not. So if you want comprehensive health care, freedom of choice regarding doctor or hospital. And I do. No more than $200 a year for prescription drugs. Taking on the drug companies and the insurance companies, moving to Medicare for all is the way to go. Senator Harris, you started out co-sponsoring Senator Sanders' bill. You now say you're uncomfortable with it. Why? I want oh, to give God. credit first to Barack Obama for oh my really God. bringing us Couple this far. We would not be here if he hadn't the courage, the talent, the will to see us this far. Everybody's taking a page of Joe's book at, at Take right credit, now. Bernie. Um, you, you know, you brought us this far in Medicare for All. I support Medicare for All. I always have, but I wanted to make the plan you better, You signed for did. it. Which now is you're just making it shittier. I would make Medicare for All, but uh, take everything so that Medicare made it good. People have she will not deliver plan or on Medicare plan for All or this better version when she gets elected. No. But here's the thing. Everybody on this stage, I do believe, is well-intentioned and wants that all Americans have coverage and recognizes that right now 30 million We just Americans disagree on whether coverage. people but should be able to afford that coverage. She sounds like a goddamn on monster subject. right now. Now and we all agree. I think we can all agree that we have our common goal. So you know what I'm talking about. She has a switch. She like tries to sound more laissez or more it hip with the kids. She'll turn on her like ghetto switch or whatever, like to talk to the plebeians. About two o'clock in the morning, killed his attempt to take care of millions of people in this country. Fast forward to today, and what is happening? That's what narcs do, man. Donald Trump's Department of Justice is trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Donald Trump's administration is trying to get rid of the the ban. That we place Reminder, we can hear ourselves in our headphones and it's off coverage. by like half a Donald second, Trump so it makes it almost impossible to He's trying to, to say that talk. our kids up to the age of 26 can no longer be on our plans. And frankly, I think this discussion has given the American public a headache. What they want to know is that they're going to have health insurance. Yeah, but guess what? If um, everyone it, has health insurance automatically after they're 18, then the whole discussion of whether or not seconds. kids will have to be on their parents' plans won't even be a fucking thing. Another issue solved by Medicare for All that you're fucking straw manning out there. The option I'm proposing is Medicare for All, Medicare for Choice. If you want Medicare, if you lose the job, you automatically. Automatically can buy into this. 
You don't have no pre-existing condition can stop you from buying in. You get covered. Uh, I have period. a pre-existing uh, pre condition, Joe. It's called not having fucking money. What about that? Well, if you can't buy in anything because you don't have any fucking money. Isn't that kind of the problem? People can't afford health coverage. They can't afford their insurance. Well, you can buy in. Well, yeah, if I could fucking buy in, I would. Jackass. Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, I I actually tried to get Obamacare uh, late last year when the enrollment period was still on, and I legit could not afford it. Not only do we have 87 million people uninsured and underinsured, you got to defend the fact that 500,000 Americans are going bankrupt. You know why they're going bankrupt? Because we can thank Obama for this, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Mandatory enrollments or fuck you. To everyone except the insurance companies, of course. Yeah, them, of course. It's a thank you very much. Please give me another sir. I know a lot about cancer. Let me tell you something. It's personal to me. Let me tell you something. Oh, God. My son died. Oh, cancer. I'm cancer. Yeah. My, my other, my living son's cancer. They will not go bankrupt because that. They can join immediately. I want somebody to bring up Hunter Biden's record when it comes to Ukraine and China business dealings and what his dad did for him. You want to talk about fucking cancer? Let's talk about Hunter goddamn Biden. No one's, Tulsi's not there, so no one's going to be edgy enough to bring Oh, as much as many things I disagree with Tulsi, Listen, at least she was um, able. She was like more cutthroat, about the or willing to go after Kamala, and she'd probably be more willing to go after Joe Biden. Protections the wrong that we have so, right now. Yeah, but I also oh, think God. we're being offered a false choice Biden! between those who propose. Why am I here? Why am I here? People told me to like that works for them to force them onto Medicare. And others who Guys, want to, as a vice on president, does, Joe incrementally improve what we have, which will still leave many, maybe millions right, uninsured and uncared for in a state like Texas, where the largest provider of mental health care services is the county jail system. I don't know. We've got now to do he better. sounds more like the ghetto. I know. The second he sounded really weird in the mirror, and now I feel like he can be a punk rocker. He just wants to be president for ego reasons. He's He's like that dad, like that, uh, like that dad that was like a huge fan of the Beatles in like the '60s and whatnot, and turned like super fucking conservative when he got older, but still likes the music. He probably still listens to like Danzig and Misfits and shit, but like promotes this fucking mediocre, like centrist neo-lib bullshit. Yeah, I mean, he's of course. I also work for President Obama, Vice President Biden, conservatives are liberals too. For anyone who doesn't know, look up the definition. Last debate stage in Detroit, you said that wasn't so they're true. all liberals, but up, in terms of like social issues, you know, in American terminology, Adam's not a conservative. Who had type 2 He's just an oil swilling fucking worse. jackass who doesn't have a leg to stand on other than four table legs whenever he climbs up on shit. To have a strong guys, I cuss. And now here's fucking if Caesar Romero as the Joker without the white makeup on. Gosh, you seen him fucking that, smile? I swear, it's like it's like fucking uh, the Simpsons. Is that you yeah, when yeah, yeah. when Flanders is like a fucking big brother dictator. Ah, you know. 
That's a big difference because Barack That's Obama's smile, vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. It's he wanted every single there. person in this country covered. My plan would do that. Your plan would Jesus. not. Jesus. Is look at his eye. Is it doing it again? Just, oh, oh, I was looks like it, it looks off. Like it looks like it's about to fucking go bloodshot and roll back into his head and start speaking in like reverse Satan speak. I gotta say, old man Biden is looking a little bit like a crypt keeper these days. Like, look at him. What are they? What are they arguing about? That you said two minutes ago that they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting that. I, said anyone I mean, like look, your grandmother who look, has no money, she would. Healthcare system you're automatically enrolled. No, I was more part of Obama's administration. If you lose your job, for instance, <laughs> his much. his healthcare plan would not automatically enroll you. You would have to opt in. My healthcare plan would. That's a big difference. I'm fulfilling fulfilling the legacy of Barack Obama. And you're not. I'll be surprised to him. Oh, here we go. See, I you were right. Called you called it. <laughs> this is why oh, I'm fulfilling Obama's legacy. No, I'm fulfilling Obama's legacy. No, me, no, me. Oh, daddy. Oh. Scoring points against each other, poking at each other. Guys, guys, stop arguing. Stop. Of course, of course, Mayor Pete would be the one to correct you. It's called an election. Guys, please, can't we all be. Yes. Yes. What do you say? Castro just dunked on Pete. What'd he say? Oh, he was arguing about people debating, and then Castro's like, yeah, it's called the Democratic primary election. We all have a better vision for health care than our current president, and I believe we're talking about this the wrong way. As someone who has run a business, I know Are we that all on the same team, Mayor Andrew? Are we, though? Makes it harder to give them benefits and treat them as full-time employees. You instead pretend they're contractors. It's harder to change jobs. It's certainly harder to start a business. The pitch we have to make to the American people is we will get the health care weight off of your backs and then unleash the hopes and dreams of the American people. Senator Now, Booker I am Asian, so I know a lot of doctors. And they tell me that they spend a lot of time oh, on paperwork, avoiding... I was literally going to make a joke, I'm Asian and good at math, and then he, right when I was about to say, he fucking says, I'm Asian. Andrew, we noticed. In the healthcare system. I don't know if you know this, but you kind of look Asian. You don't have to tell anybody. Shocker, they prescribe fewer procedures, and patient health Fuck stays the same or improves. That is the American people. Senator Booker, close out this discussion. Thank you very much. Look, there are, there are a lot of people watching. He didn't say anything like that are afraid because they are in crisis. They don't have Gosh, insurance. I'm Cory Booker. And I'm just so excited to be talking to you right now. Can't afford their prescription drugs. I'm still but mad he's dating Rosario Dawson, who was a huge Bernie supporter in 2016, the by the way. The system, but dear God, I know that Has she come out in support of Cory Booker? Is in or are yeah, they going to have she's awkward, come out. awkward dinners together? She, she hasn't come out at all for anything. She's been quiet. As far as I've seen, she's been quiet. I know we cannot sacrifice progress on the altar of purity we cannot because people sacrifice. in my community they need help right now they have high blood pressure right now Fuck they have you and your unaffordable insulin right now and this you must not be not doing jack shit to help anybody that's why that people are asking for yeah, oh, you purity. Purity. because 
we you know, one absolute purity, fuck that, Trump sure. You gotta be a pragmatist to some extent, but then, you know, when you're just... By the way, we what have you done? Or demonize and degrade each other. We Everybody clap, he says one-term president. Yay, Trump, leader, orange man bad. The idea of health insurance, health coverage being a right for all Americans, but every single day I'll join with other Democrats to make progress happen in our nation for the people that are struggling and suffering today. Candidates, thank you. Lindsey Davis. Thanks, George. Since we're here at Just general HBCU, plateau like statements that don't mean anything. So Several recent so polls indicate so their number profound. one concern is racism. change the world. Don't you understand? Guys, things are bad. I will make good. This nation are still raw from that racially motivated attack on Latinos in El Paso. Now, we know that the racial divide started long before President Trump and President Obama. But each of you on this stage has said that President Trump has made that divide worse. Congressman O'Rourke, coming to you first, why are you the most qualified candidate to address this divide? You know, I called this out in no uncertain terms <laughs> on August 3rd and every day since then. And I was talking about speaking it Spanish long again. before then as well. Racism in America is endemic. It is foundational. We can mark the creation of this country not at the 4th of July, 1776. Found in our education system, where in Texas, a five-year-old child in kindergarten is five times as likely to be disciplined or suspended well. or expelled based on the color of their skin. In our health care system, where there is a maternal mortality crisis huh. three times There's as deadly. There's plenty more wealth the Texas education in white America than there is in black America. I'm gonna follow Sheila Jackson Lee's lead and sign into law a reparations bill that will allow us to address this at its foundations. So you taking the easy route for the reparations bill. To people of color all across this country. Yeah, of course, he doesn't uh, specify what reparations even means. Yeah. Like, like you were talking about, like people of color. Does that does that, does that just include black people? Like are the reparations for Spanish people? Like what happened in his hometown? Yeah. Like he's done a great job with that. Look, um, a few weeks ago. Uh, a shooter drove 10 miles inspired by this pre 10 hours inspired by this president uh, to kill people who look like me and people who look like my family. White supremacy is a growing threat to this country and we have to root Rich it out. Latinos? I'm proud that I put forward a plan to disarm <laughs> I'm also proud that I was the first to put forward a police reform plan because we're not going to have any more Laquan McDonald's or Eric Garner's or Michael Brown's or Pamela Turner's like, you guys sit there and pretend Sandra like your kids don't go to area. private schools, we motherfucker. Racism, and I believe that we can do that because that doesn't represent the vast majority of do, Americans who do have a good heart. They also need to, a yeah. leader to match school. that. And Watch, I will he doesn't even, even have children. That matches that. Senator Booker, you have said, quote, the real question isn't who is or isn't a racist. It's who's going to do something about it. Senator, what do you plan to do about it? Well, first and foremost, I want to hit that point because... We know Donald Trump's a racist, but there is no red badge of courage for calling him that. If racism exists, the question isn't who, in, who isn't a racist, it's who is and isn't doing something about racism. 
And this is not just an issue that started yesterday. It's not just an issue that we hear a president that can't condemn what white supremacy. We have systemic racism. Why does everyone just keep saying do something? Our nation from health care to the criminal justice system. What are you going to do system. to fix and it's racism? Nice to go all the way back to slavery, like but it's not hard. I mean, the criminal justice let me system rephrase. So Fixing racism we have is obviously very hard. It's not hard to come up with policy ideas where you can start, like we shutting down ice or something. Issue, attacking systemic racism, having the courage to call it out, and having a plan to do See, something about it. See, he hasn't even said anything. If I just talk over him the whole the time. He's going to keep saying, we need to come at this. We need a solution that does this. We need to do that without ever saying how. Supremacy and hate crimes. And we will make sure that systemic yeah, racism is dealt with, with in substantive plans Great idea, Corey. Reform. The disparities in We're going to deal with the problem with substantive plans. Which is the racism that we see in environmental injustice in communities of color all around. And we're going to talk about it. Mayor Buttigieg, we're going to talk about it. We're going to deal with it. Race in your own okay, update on the Hulu and Cast thing. So, he, him and his uh, wife had a daughter in 2009 and a son in 2014. He is Catholic. It doesn't say whether they go to a country. Yeah, they go to a private school, but he's Catholic and rich. They definitely go to a fucking private Catholic. And even when we defeat him, it will be with us. That's why we need a systemic approach to dismantle it. It's it's not enough to just take a racist policy, replace it with a neutral one, and expect systemic things to get better They keep better saying on their that. Own. What systemic approach? What approach are you going to take? Buzzwords. That's Pass the new Voting Rights Act stolen. or something? That'd be pretty kick-ass. Like, states like North Carolina and Georgia have definitely proven they need fucking direct supervision over their elections. Like, I think we can all agree that's the case. Just, you know, like, literally the instant, the instant the Supreme Court struck that down, they start having all this voter fraud, fucking, like, elections being canceled, canceling primaries and shit. And, and Georgia didn't even get to, like, at least in North Carolina, they had a, they had a, like, re-election. Georgia didn't fucking, did, in what's-her-face, got screwed out of the fucking election. Yeah, there's a one. For the federal yeah, government to do this with minority-owned businesses. Not to mention the gerrymandering she was up against, too. Well, actually, here's the thing. So, um, in Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia's own home county, when he was uh, fucking uh, secretary of state during the election, five out of six machines had huge Democratic majorities, but then one out of six machines had, like, a super huge Republican majority on it, like, uncharacteristically huge. They did the math and the odds of all the other five machines having the counts they did, and then just that one having the count that it did was literally a million and one. Now you don't. You used to oppose outside just investigations enough. of police like, shootings. Wow. Yeah, and that was all over the you state. Little irregularities like that with these untraceable electronic voting machines that you can't ever look at the source of or any or retally the ballots or anything. It's literally like you have a fucking computer sending out. This is like the civil rights move where we're going to have to have like the fucking federal government come in and monitor these same goddamn states. Georgia, once again. North Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah, again. Mississippi. One, I've always wanted to protect people and keep them safe. 
And second, I was born oh. knowing by people about she means how this like criminal justice people. system in America has worked in a way yeah, that has been informed be fair, by racial bias. Yeah, but let's be fair. Wealthy people, preferably. And I could tell you extensively about the experiences them. I yeah. and my it is, family she members She was a prosecutor in California. I made a decision that if I was going to have the ability to reform the system, I would try to do it from the inside. And so I took on the position that allowed me, you, without you had that chance to create one of the first in the nation uh, initiatives that was a model. You, you worked a with the system around people who You're were arrested the, for what, drugs. Was California the sixth largest economy in the, the fucking world? The nation requirements that a yeah. state law enforcement agency would have to wear cameras and keep them on full time. I created one of the first in the nation trainings for police officer on the issue of racial bias and the need to reform the system. Was I able to get enough done? Absolutely not. But my plan has been described my by activists as being hey, a comprehensive plan hey, that is about ending mass incarceration, about Don't taking the profit her. out of the criminal justice system. I plan on shutting down for profit prisons you know, on I'm day one. one. It will be about what we need to do sort of to hold law enforcement, including prosecutors, accountable. And finally, my plan is about making sure that in America's criminal justice system, they're doubly jealous because not only can women basically have sex whenever they want to compared to like loser incels but they can make they can actually profit off of money and advance their careers yeah it's like god damn not only does she get to advance her career but she gets to have sex they would do that in that same like the same guys that are bullshit that'll stab you know a friend in the back to advance their career these incel libertarians that are like do what you gotta do yeah Critics say that I'm putting razor blades in the brownies again. That's not my Just record. for a staff member. She brings them in. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. already in the brownies. Black college. And I think my numbers are down. Barbara Jordan and something that she once said. She said what the people I always thought she was nervous or had like a like nerve disease a or something. Because if you look promise. closely, she's always quivering. It's that old person system. disease. When I had a principal there, in elementary school that like shootings. she was old and when she walked she would like shake her head like this. Shake, shake, shake. I took on our major police chief in Minneapolis. But in the prosecutor's office they were handled with a grand jury. That's how they were all handled across our state. I now believe it is better for accountability if the prosecutor handles them and makes those decisions herself. That aside, I am proud of the work our staff did, 400 people in our office. The cases that came to us, the African-American community that came to us, they said there was no justice for their little kids. There was a kid named Byron Phillips Your staff was, that was very shot proud on his of you, front bitch. porch. No one had bothered to figure out who did it. When I came into that office, we worked with the community groups, we put up billboards, we found the shooter, and we put him in jail. We did the same. I lashed my staffers. Twenty lashings. Until I got results. Had a nightmare, and I told them, "We're gonna solve this crime, or you're gonna have your skin played out there." She like, she like calls in Jesse Ventura to punish her staffers personally. Oh, you know the time frame would have added up. Governor Ventura, Governor Benny. I was a Navy SEAL. Step back. 
which means yeah, the 90% yeah. of people that are incarcerated in local and state well, what's jails. What's Let's reduce those sentences it's for like non Jesse the Body and Ventura? And no, a duh. When they no. get out of prison. Thank you, sir. I can't remember what his real first name is. Sounds like a fucking, like, Greek god or some shit. James Janos or something. Senator Booker says that your plan is not ambitious enough. Your response? Well, first of all, let me say that uh, Biden mid-stroke. When I came back from law school, I had a job with a, great, a, a big-time law firm. I left and became a public defender because my state was under siege. When Dr. King was assassinated, we were occupied by the National Guard for ten months. I've been involved from the beginning as a young congressman, as a young uh, uh, councilman. I introduced legislation to try to keep Yeah, the National Guard were there to remind everybody who actually sure killed Dr. King. With redlining. Banks should have to lend where <laughs> the they FBI. operate, etc. The fact of the matter is that what's happened is that we're in a situation now where there are so many people who are in jail and shouldn't be in jail. The whole means by which this should change is the whole model has to change. We should be talking about rehabilitation. Nobody should be in jail for a nonviolent crime. As when we were in the White House, we released 36,000 people from the federal prison system. Nobody should be in jail for a drug problem. They should be going directly to a rehabilitation. We'd build well, more then, rehabilitation Joe, why did you write and we promote all these fucking laws yeah, that well, did that? Like the Clinton crime bill? Yeah, why so is that uh, all of a sudden Mr. Third Way Republican-like Democrat here? Is uh, just suddenly changing his tune on everything. Yeah, it's funny how they just evolve whenever it's convenient. It, it should be misdemeanor. They should be out, and their record should be expunged. Misdemeanor. Who's misdemeanor? Mister. Misdemeanor. Me, Mister. Wilstern. But have access to Pell grants. Have access to be able to get housing. Have access to be able to move If any of these, like, if any of these hosts asking questions had any fucking balls or ovaries, you know, being more inclusive, they would fuck. Ask him about the Clinton crime bill. Our criminal justice system is so savage. No, oh no, this is ABC News, so you're not going to get any fucking follow-up questions or holding them to account on anything. No, 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 that'd be way too fucking incarcerated good. And so much of this comes down to privilege. See, we have a criminal justice system. I think a lot. I think that's a lot of the reason why they didn't hold the debates on Fox News or when let host them because, ironically, out of all the stations, Fox News would probably ask the most hard-hitting questions against. The establishment. Granted, they'd be out of like you know malice, but still, yeah. From a right-wing perspective, they would at least be holding. I joined together and led the United States Senate. It'd be over bullshit. That's the problem. They wouldn't actually hold their feet this fire over anything like intellectually honest or whatever. Yeah, true. Thousands of people coming out of jail. If 87 members of the United States Senate says that these sentences are way too long, and we changed it, but we didn't make it retroactive. We could literally point to the people that are in jail unjustly right now. Everyone on this stage should say that we are going to give clemency to these 17,000 people. And I challenge you, don't just say big statements. Back it up with details of the people in prison right now looking for one of the most sacrosanct ideals of this nation. Which is liberty and freedom. This nation. This system. Thank you, Lindsay. I want to turn to the deadly mass shootings here in this country, and of course, we are all mindful tonight of where we stand. We are here in Texas tonight, where. 
29 people have lost I mean, there's just probably the one happening right now. So we're all mindful Odessa, where we stand. And, and if only we could right ban vapes. Yeah, Let's guys, let's talk about banning them. Let's all let's ban the weapons. Senator Harris, you have said that you would take executive action on guns within your first 100 days, including right. banning imports of AR-15 like assault weapons. That's right. President Obama, after Sandy Hook, more than 23 executive actions, and yet here we all are today. In recent days, former Vice President Biden has said about executive orders, some really talented people are seeking the nomination. They said, I'm going to issue an executive order. Biden saying there's no constitutional authority there to issue that executive that order when they say I'm going to eliminate assault weapons, saying you can't do it by executive order any more than Trump Th These do people don't even know what fucking assault do weapons are. Order. It's Does so the stupid. Does have a point there? Yeah, some seriously. things you can. Many things you can't. <laughs> Let's let the senator answer. Oh, I mean, I would just say, hey, Joe. Instead of saying no, we can't, let's say yes, we can. <laughs> Don't interrupt let's me, Joe. Let's say yes, we can. It's your another Obama Because I'll tell you something. Yes, the we way can. That I think about this is um, I've seen more autopsy photographs than I care to tell you. I have attended more police officer funerals than I care to tell you. Half of them I was I inadvertently responsible for. Of homicide victims than I care to tell you. And, and then those homicides the were all justified. We would wait for this Congress, which has just done nothing, to act. It's just, it, it is, it is, is. over the fact that every day 
in America, our babies are going to school to have drills, oh, elementary, babies. middle, and high school students. Listen, they were trying to sound where fucking faulty. Yeah. How they like I said, she trying to sound like a soul bomb or some or shit. Couch in a corner if there is a she's mass shooter roaming like the hallways of their school. At least Obama wasn't afraid to hide and, the and, fact and, and, that and he fucking sounded prep and proper. Like, came up to me. It was like yes, it was a Obama didn't try to hide the fact that he was essentially a white man from Kansas. I had to have one of those drills. It is traumatizing body. our children. El Paso and Beto. Like she tries to play the race card all the time. So like, well, I was part of the first bust class you know, in me, Berkeley. In El Paso, not they true. said, you know, because I have so a long-standing so record on this. Sanders is falling asleep over there. He's like, oh, bitch, get it over with. I mean, obviously, he pulled the trigger, but you know, she is half black. You know, obviously. You know, by American standards, Vice President Biden. She's going to be treated shittier for being black. She's going to be because she looks black. But constitutional scholars. All that being said, if in fact we could say, trying to trot out the race card the way she does is so disingenuous. Implies that she's been through struggles. She's not out there. She wasn't part of the first fucking busing class. It's a fucking fact. She lied. Congressman O'Rourke, because I know this is personal to you. El Paso is your hometown. Some on this stage have suggested a voluntary buyback for guns in this country. You've gone further. You said, quote, Americans who own AR-15s and AK-47s will well, have to sell them to the government, guns. all of them. You know the critics call this confiscation. Are you proposing taking away their guns, and how would this work? I am. If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield. You? So every, every weapon... The high-impact, high-velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything. High-impact, high-velocity round? You mean a bullet? <laughs> what? Like, what does that even mean? Able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. Well, does he think that, when like, fucking being used tiny handguns just shoot Nerf balls or something? And in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an AR-15. Like, and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of like, an hour. Like, wait, they're gonna ban everything but 22 rounds? Like, uh, newsflash, motherfucker. The 223 or the 556, the round in the M4 or M16 or AR-15 is just barely bigger than a goddamn 22. Uh, Just more velocity. It's got high velocity. High velocity. High impact projectile. The day after I proposed doing that, I went to a gun show in Conway, Arkansas, to meet with those who are selling AR-15s and AK-47s and those who are buying those weapons. And you might be surprised there was some common ground there. Folks who said I would willingly give that up, cut it to pieces. I don't need this weapon to hunt. To defend myself, it is a cut weapon it to of pieces. So let's do Why were they at a gun show then? In America, into the conversation. Oh yeah, I'm here at yeah, a gun show to celebrate my guns. I'm gonna cut it up into pieces. Fuck it. Throw it in the trash. This is all this does. It's let's get all the desperate poor people that are willing to sell their guns for yes, exactly. Thank you to the government for money. That's what this is all about. The non-desperate rich people keep all their guns. Yes. All those Black Panthers out there who you know have to. You know, decide whether or not they want to keep Everyone the AK or feed their kids or something. Band. 
You know, we'll come down hard on your ass. You know, some poor fucking white trash like me, you know, sitting there, huh, maybe I could skip selling my plasma this week if I get rid of this here fucking AR-15. Yeah, I like to... Like, haunt, like, interrupt here for a second. For one thing, magazine limitations don't fucking do shit. Like, it takes, like, seconds to reload a fucking magazine. And I'll tell you this. What unites us is that right now, on Mitch McConnell's desk, are three bills. Universal background It's not like a fucking pistol. Like, if you have a preloaded magazine, just... To make sure that domestic abusers don't get AK-47. Personally, think we should start with a voluntary something that uh, a voluntary buyback program. That's what I think, David. But I want to finish this because if you want action now, if you want action now, I'll let her finish this. We gotta send a message to Mitch McConnell. We can't wait until one of us gets in oh, the White God. House. Oh God, fuck! We never mind. Fuck this. Right now to get this done. The only way you're going to send a message to Mitch McConnell is to limit the Senate majority, you dumb bitch, and it isn't going to happen if you get elected president. About guns and about the candidates on this stage, that the differences do matter. Those were your words. You have argued if you need a license to drive a car in this okay. country, just in case they don't get to Elizabeth Warren on this topic, I want to bring up something that I vehemently disagree with her. She not only wants to make weapon ban assault weapons, assault weapons, but she also wants to make the ammunition for them more expensive too. Like way more expensive. Yeah, because you know that would have stopped the Las Vegas shooter, for example, fucking multi-millionaire who bought people who people who do shooting. Well, don't even fire off of that many fucking rounds. Like, you think a man who's with literally expecting this to is die is going to care if Look, the rounds are, like, a couple dollars more expensive? And that's the reason is why... He's on a one-way mission. Like, these are the last things he's going to... It's like Kelly saying... Making it's ammunition is going to make like suicides by guns less like less frequent. Like they're going to fucking kill themselves. Did you hear Tucker Carlson's genius take on that? Oh, why is the left suddenly anti-suicide? They supported physician-assisted suicide. Yeah. This is what I'm sorry about. You're either pro-suicide or against it, goddammit. Also, also, John Bolton's a left-winger. Yes, I, yeah, I did see that. In our nation. He always has been, and Tucker Carlson's always been against him, even when he was pro-Iraq war. Even when he served in the George W. Bush administration as the ambassador to the UN. Oh man, I bet you can find all sorts of fucking clips of Tucker Carlson sucking John Bolton's fucking mustaches cock. If not directly, inadvertently, by promoting his policies on his show. I will lead change on this issue That's why because I have seen what the carnage creates in communities like mine because we forget like, national shootings these these mass shootings are tragedies but the majority of the homicide victims come from neighborhoods like mine nobody has ascended to the White House that will bring more personal passion on this issue I will fight this and bring a fight to the NRA <laughs> no one in the White House like has had more people die under their watch <laughs> than me <laughs> God, I'll give him credit though. I'll give him credit for acknowledging the fact that mass shootings, sensational though they may be, you know, a big event that you know captures the fucking popular imagination for you know days on days. They really aren't that big a fucking source of death. They're just scary because they're loud and predictable. 
governments are formed is to protect people don't even the give a shit they have like a one in three this. chance of dying of fucking cancer by the time they're 60 they're more scared of that one in a billion chance that it's country less than that from the you know what I mean. war one, one in several million chance that they'll be fucking to me. shot that in a mass shooting because the majority of likely to be struck by lightning yeah every single day we fly in planes especially boeing planes and and drive cars every fucking day you know actually now that i said that i wonder which is more likely what are the odds of getting struck by lightning is it like one in two hundred fifty thousand? i have no idea the corporate gun lobby it is time for a movement on the more i think about it the more i think i was wrong when i said that i bet you that probably you probably are likely to die in a mass shooting maybe in america yeah what can you get done on gun control so Let's start by still not very fucking likely. No, no, it still pales in comparison to like uh, death from obesity or something. But they get all the headlines. Children die every day on streets, in neighborhoods, on In wars that you uh, basically paid for by voting for uh, Trump's uh, defense. Uh, defense spending bill, bitch. Let's talk about that. And we agree. Oh no, she said violence in this country. That's all that matters. My view on this is we're gonna not it's not gonna be one and done. All 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 we care about is Americans which would be fine if we didn't also make ourselves the fucking world police and shit. Yeah, and Americans dying overseas. Is when we've got this much support across the country. 90% of Americans want to see us do, I like registration, uh, want to see us do background checks, want to get what? Okay. off the, off I the streets. Why doesn't what? it happen? And the answer is corruption, pure and simple. We have a Congress that is beholden to the gun industry. And unless we're willing to address that head on and roll back the filibuster, we're not going to get anything done on guns. I was in the United States Senate oh. when 54 senators said, you let's roll do back background the checks, Liz? let's well, get rid of assault weapons. And with 54 senators, it you can actually, like, because do that. of the filibuster. Until we attack the systemic Why leave? problems, not, it's going to be harder to do that as president than it would be country. currently. We've got to go straight against the industry, and we've got to change Congress so it doesn't just work for the wealthy and well-connected, so it works for the people. Senator Warren, thank you. You bring up eliminating the filibuster. Specifically, the wealthy white liberals that back me. Republican yes. Senate to yep, get something much. done. I want to turn to Senator Sanders on this because you've said before of this if Donald Trump supports ending the filibuster, which like he's talked about himself, like you should be nervous. Basic would social democratic principles no, like free health care for all and shit. Absolutely, but, is passing major legislation, the gun legislation the people here are talking about, Medicare for all climate change legislation that saves oh, the planet. Bernie, you sound I like will not dying. wait for 60 votes to good. make that happen. And you could do it in a variety of ways. You could do that through budget reconciliation law. You have a vice president who will, in fact, tell the Senate what is appropriate and what is not, what is in order and what is not. But I want to get back to a point that Elizabeth made, and that, in fact, in terms of gun issues, picking up on Corey and Beto and everybody else. What we are looking at is a corrupt political system. And that means whether it is the drug companies or the insurance yes, companies. Yes, take it away, take it to corruption, where it, always, where it always comes from. What's happening in Washington 
or in this case, Citizens United, come on, say it. NRA, which has intimidated the President of the United States and the Republican leadership. I am proud. I am proud. Yes. Year, I had an F rating from the NRA. And as President, I will oh, not be intimidated to, by the NRA. Senator Sanders, thank uh, you. May okay. I respond? See, on the one hand, I'm iffy I'm, about that, you know, Guns are okay. A lot about what's but been happening here in, in Texas. Only a few weeks ago, the deadliest massacre of Latinos, Latinos, in modern U.S. history happened in this state, in El Paso. So the fear among Latinos, and you know this, is very real. So let me start with an issue that is causing a lot of division in this I country. I know they said no swearing for this uh, debate. They like Vice President Biden, as a presidential no candidate. But in 2008, no you supported the border wall. Because saying, I want to hear them answer Jorge Ramos in Spanish, trying to get those brownie points again. <laughs> then you serve as vice president of the administration that deported million people, the most ever in U.S. <laughs> Actually, no, that's too good. Anything? It would be more like... <laughs> you sound whiter. Like, yeah, yeah, even coming out of Julian Castro was pretty fucking white. Bueno, Jorge! Estados Unidos! Muy buenos! Me gusta muchísimo! About deportation. They as fellow Sunidos. What Latinos should look at is comparing this president to the president we have is outrageous. Number one, we didn't lock people up in cages. We didn't separate families. We didn't do all of those things. Number one. Uh, number two, yeah, you did. Number two, yeah. by the time this is the president who came along with the DACA program. No one had ever done that before. This, the president sent a le legislation to the desk saying he wants to find a pathway for the 11 Somebody million call him out. In the United Please States. call him out. That was a legislation, dumbass. That was a, a great deal. He signed I'm an executive order with him. You didn't what do it, though. As president, several more. Like, how are you even involved? Things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is. We immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. I would change the order that the president just changed, saying women who were being beaten and abused could no longer claim that as a reason for asylum. And by the way, retrospectively, you know, the 25th anniversary of the Violence Against Women Act is up. The Republican Congress has not reauthorized it. Let's put pressure on them to pass the Violence Against Women Act now. Why did they really have to put that little time bomb in the Violence Against Women Act? Best thing that was able to See, be Biden's pro-woman. I'm the vice president of the United States. Uh, Secretary no, you're Castro, not. You're the ex-vice uh, president. Would you want to respond I, I to mean, Vice look, President Biden? You know, and and it, let me put this in context, because uh, your party controls... He still thinks it's 2008. He's, 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 he's running against Obama right now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he said, running for the election here in 2008? I mean, uh... 2018. 20, I mean, uh, 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 for instance, to give up DACA, yeah, or give this up time a blood citizenship, or even agree to build a wall to legalize 10.5 million undocumented immigrants. Jorge, thank you very much for that question. And uh, you know, oh, for, for a second, for a second, when he said his we name, had it. Uh, I thought he was going to fucking court when it quiz. comes to immigrants. He built his whole political career so far on scapegoating and fear mongering and otherizing migrants and that's very different for Barack Obama um, but my problem with Vice President Biden and Corey pointed this out last time is every time it's different not very different about Barack Obama comes up he says oh I was there I was there I was there that's me too 
And then every time Hashtag somebody questions part of the administration that we were both part of, he says, well, that was the president. I mean, he wants to take credit for Obama's work, but not have to... When I was the one that... I'm more Obama! <laughs> yeah, I was Secretary of HUD, thank you very much. So, uh, I deserve the credit. I was the first candidate in early April to put forward an immigration plan. You know why? Because I'm not afraid of Donald Trump on this issue. I'm not going to backpedal. I'm not going to pretend like I don't have a, my own vision for immigration. So we're not going to give up DACA. We're not going to give up protections for anybody. I believe that on January 20th, 2021, we're going to have a Democratic president. We're going to throw out Mitch Thank McConnell you. and John Cornyn and have a Democratic will, Senate. Will you let in Democratic refugees, House, though? Will you let in all refugees seeking refuge from a hurricane-stricken island or a, like, militia dictatorship? I did not say I don't stand. I stand with Barack Obama all eight years. Good, bad, and indifferent. That's where I stand. I did not say I did not stand with him. Okay, Senator Warren, uh, hundreds of children have been separated from their parents at the border. And recently, That's not Mississippi, what he accused you of. He said you always say that you stood you with him on everything, and you just did it again. In charge of rounding up undocumented immigrants. You so literally did you what he accused you of with the millions when of denied. Immigrants who arrived legally because you didn't understand what he was talking about. And how would you stop hundreds of thousands of Americans Oh man, there's that weird Americans green ghost on Elizabeth Warren's well, face. It's so, it's so weird and crazy. All right, guys? That weird green smear that's been there the whole time. I wonder, wonder why that's there. I want to see us expand legal immigration Paul, and create a pathway to citizenship and then like tuck it in behind. Also for their grandparents. Like you see where it's like looping back, pull it top behind there, like pull down. Visas. And for people who came here to work in the fields, I want to have a system that is a path to, to citizenship that is fair Oh, oh, get it tucked in behind that white. Down at the border, oh, we've okay. got to rework this entire And yes, we're leaving this in too. Right now that cannot tell Sorry, Liz. We're fixing our green screen over you. a terrorist, a criminal, and a 12-year-old girl okay. is not a system that is keeping us safer and it is so not already. serving How's our that? values. The shittiness just makes it funnier. This because I think we have to look at all the pieces. Yeah, Why do we it. have a crisis Whatever. at the border? In no the gig's up now. We, we don't actually have a giant Elizabeth Warren behind us, guys. Sorry to disappoint. We need to restore that help. We need to help establish and reestablish the rule of law so that people don't feel like they have to flee for their lives. We have a crisis that Donald Trump has created and hopes to profit from politically. We have to have the courage to stand up and fight. Hopes. Mr. Yang. It is true that in the last few years, private, uh, severe private prisons are already profiting off of it. To limiting asylum for people fleeing gangs and domestic violence. But it is also true that about one million immigrants enter the U.S. legally every year. So are you willing to raise the number of legal immigrants from one million to two million per year? And should there be a merit system as President Trump wants? So, yeah. Oh, I'm my, sorry. Did you ask me? Or? Mr. Yang. Okay. What does merit sorry. even mean? My, my father How grew up on a peanut farm in Asia to with live no in a floor. country just because you have, like, running for president. that says you're more That skilled. is the immigration story that we have to be able to share. And, like, 
I guarantee the smartest man that ever lived. If you look at our history, almost school. half of Fortune 500 companies were founded by their immigrants or children of immigrants. No, and rates of business formation are much higher in immigrant communities. We have to say to the American people, like immigrants are positive for economic and social dynamics. And I would return the level of legal immigration to, be to, the, to the point it was here. under the Obama-Biden administration. I think we have to compete for talent, and I am the that, opposite of Donald Trump That's something that a lot of people ways. don't realize is even I'm the people that are qualified to, to get America in from Mexico because if you come don't here, have a guarantee, don't have for president, far from a guarantee to get in. Like, this is where the, you, build a you, you not only have to qualify, but also you have to basically get fucking lucky or be incredibly rich and wealthy. There actually literally is a lot Yeah. It's not like, well, you're a good person, you're not a criminal, come in. No, it's like we, no, it's... That's actually the system Trump wants to get rid of, which would be great if he had a replacement other than just no more immigrants. Not yeah. shooting, targeting them. This is according to a new Univision poll. President Trump has called Mexican immigrants rapists and killers, tried to ban Muslims from entering the country, well, and separate the children from their parents. His supporters have chanted, build the wall and send her back. God, the shit I hear from viewers, like, uh, Trump they all seem to think that Mexico is full of diseases for Anyone some reason. Like, they say, they're going to be smallpox and dengue fever. It's like, here we go. Oh, God. We got it. Sencillo. He's... He's we hurt with the minorities. He's gonna throw that in there. A little bit of a little bit of seasoned salt in there in with, his, uh, with his mayonnaise. Local individual who was deported when he went into ICE to try to get his paperwork because they never thought it would happen to him. In some of the most conservative rural areas of Iowa, I have seen communities that embraced immigration grow, and it's why part of my plan for revitalizing the economies of rural America includes community renewal visas that would allow cities and towns and counties that are hurting not only for jobs but for population to embrace That's the problem though, see, in those in communities city. it's you know, okay the because they South personally know these immigrants. Right when you talk about them coming from the outside of the country, it's one like, of the reasons we like there's a reason why Trump owns fucking Iowa. He won Iowa because they these people are xenophobic unless they personally know these people. It's we have it's how they, it's the same way like they can be racist and xenophobic, done. but we be friends with like a black person or a fucking Mexican immigrant. The same arguments, the same clever lines. Often it's because they're part of their inner circle. Let's well, also not forget we have about to actually engage people's the ability to project majority. their own insecurities the and fears on other people. Oh, absolutely. And, and so you wind up with a lot of American values of welcome, values of faith who just think that, that every other group of people on earth are just waiting to invade and take our land our values with our loss. and massacre all of us and get revenge. Um, you know, I wonder why white ago, Americans would be so insecure about foreigners invading to steal their land. God, definitely not projecting anything there. About harmonizing our entry exit system with Mexico in the same also, way. Also, like to point out Canada. that uh, no, that we didn't get a debate where Pete Buttigieg didn't mention faith. He did mention faith once again. Is how do we rewrite this country's immigration laws in our own image, in the image of Houston, Texas, the most diverse city in the United States of America, in the image of El Paso, Texas, one of the safest cities in the United States of America, safe 
not despite the fact that we are a city of immigrants, safe because we are a city of immigrants. Uh, well, actually, I was going to say not necessarily. Necesitamos tratar cada persona con respeto y dignidad. Necesitamos con respeto y dignidad. Another okay, child. Make sure that, that there is accountability and justice Come for the on, seven Beto. lives lost under our care. I live nowhere near the fucking border. I sound more authentic than your ass. Democrats and Republicans alike voted to build a wall. Those produced thousands of deaths. People trying to cross to join family or to work a job. They have been part of deporting people, hundreds of thousands, just in the administration alone, who pose no threat to this country, breaking up their families. The back foot. We have to lead on this issue because we know it is right. Legalize America. Begin with those more than one million dreamers. Make them U.S. citizens right now in this their true home country. Or should I say, Aceros, Ciudadanos, Americanos, to come to this country and add to our greatness here. Jorge, thank you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, national security, foreign policy. The uh, well, we're. Uh, we're going to take a quick break to that. Uh-uh. No! Cut! There. We had a break right now? Yes. My, uh, my mouse doesn't like to work sometimes. Now, we are still recording, mind you. Oh, okay. Still... I thought it was like a break, well, would you, break. Would you like to take a break? I mean, I was going to go get some out of my bag, so... <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to take a break, everyone. Okay. Are they back? Uh, I thought we were coming back from the debate, but uh, they're just interviewing Rahm Emanuel. Fuck him. Oh.
talking to Rahm Emanuel right now, and fuck him. I'm not putting up any of this fucking footage between the uh, fucking shit because uh, I feel like we're pushing it with getting this video fucking copyright struck anyway, so I'm not gonna risk it with any of their shitty interviews or really anything besides just the fucking substance of the thing. If they try and copyright it, fuck them, because that's bullshit. This is news. This is, like, fucking of public interest. Yeah. There's no other outlet to get this. You know, it has to be ABC News' feed. So, you know, fuck you. You shouldn't be able to make this into a fucking, you know, for-profit, our-stream-only affair. We should be allowed to cover it. It should be fucking fair use. I'm pretty sure it is. Although, of course, YouTube doesn't like the fucking you know, follow the law because I guess they don't have to, you know, they can just put whatever they want yeah, to. Yeah, the, the, the no, they're, 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 a, they're a monopoly. Where are you gonna, are you gonna go, Vimeo? Like, well, if, if this uh, does get taken down off YouTube, that'll be one option. Are we recording I, right now? Yes. Okay. I was going to stream this live on Facebook, but uh, I just got lazy, didn't really have time to set it up. Yeah. It's a good thing I didn't, because since we had to start and stop recording again at the beginning, it would have really been fucked up. Dear viewer, in case you couldn't tell, we're still very much uh, figuring out what the fuck we're doing. We are not experts. The debate continues right now. for a second to bring the audio back. Oh, no, fuck you. Nope. Fucking liars. They're just trying to get part of their shitty ad in our coverage. That's well, that was just to trick us that they did that. Yeah, to get a fucking, in, yeah, get a goddamn copyright claim, too. For their shitty ass ad, I'm not even gonna say what show it was for because they don't deserve free advertising on our show, on our much better, superior show. You know how many green screens I've seen used at the debate tonight? None. We're way ahead of them in technology. I'm waiting to turn the audio back on. Repeal the tariffs on your first day oh, office, go. and if so, important stuff. Would you risk losing leverage in our trade relationship with China? I would not repeal the tariffs on day one, but I would let the Chinese know that you, we as an Asian, would you uh, right now, would you repeal the, the trade tariffs on China? Producers and farmers and well, Iowa his parents are Taiwanese. Do with the I know. So with China. A CEO friend of mine was in China recently. I wasn't well, actually probably obviously I wasn't being serious. No, I was implying just but, making fun of him for asking the, the Asian guy. In the scenario of the and he hypothetical said, one, how can my workers strong compete man, against that? We were just making and two, fun think of, about all the lost revenue um, to American companies. Wrong kind so of the imbalances are real. But we have to let the Chinese know that we recognize that President Trump has pursued an arbitrary and haphazard trade policy that has had victims on both sides. 
So no he's, to repealing the tariffs He's having a breakdown. He's yes gone more than 10 sure minutes without mentioning UBI. That the, the concerns of American companies and American producers. Mayor Pete, let me also, take his that eyebrows look Let me take that question because you've seen President Trump's tweets. He says what's going to happen here is the Chinese are just going to wait him out so they can get a Democrat who they can take uh, ad advantage of. How do you think about China? We've seen President Trump call President Xi both an enemy and a friend. Well, what's well, that the weird green smear has on? No strategy. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, you know, there's a ghost! This race, I remember President Trump scoffed and said he'd like to see me making a deal with Xi Jinping. I'd like to see him making a deal with Xi Jinping. It, is it just me, or was that supposed to happen in, like, April? It's one more example of a commitment not made. When that happens on the international stage, people take note. Not just our competitors, our adversaries, but also our allies take note oh, yeah, there you of the go. inability the of the United States to keep its word or follow through on its plans. And when that happens, there are serious consequences. We saw it at the G7, the leaders Pull of some tighter, of the greatest Daddy. powers and tighter. economies of the world sitting to talk about one of the greatest challenges in the world, climate change. And there was literally an empty chair where American leadership could have been. The problem is, this is a moment when American leadership is needed. Literally. Forever, whether it's in Hong Kong, sure. where those Should we talk about uh, you taking money from the very people States. who are causing or climate change, Buttigieg? We see dictators Buttigieg. throwing their... Booty chug. The world needs America, but it can't be just any America. Would you have chug and booty? I would have a strategy that would include the tariffs as leverage, but it's not about the tariffs. What's going on right now is a president who has reduced the entire China challenge into a question of, uh, of tariffs, when what we know is that the tariffs are coming down on us more than anybody else, and there's a lack of a bigger strategy. Senator Klobuchar, you've actually supported the tariffs on steel. He's <laughs> see his face. Okay. a focused tariff on steel. Uh, what he has done here, he has assessed these tariffs on our allies. He has put us in the middle of this trade war, and he is treating our farmers and our workers like poker chips in one of his bankrupt casinos. And if we are not careful, he is going to hey. bankrupt this country. One forecast recently says that it has already cost us 300,000 jobs. All right? There is soybeans that are mounting up in bins all over the Midwest, in my state of Minnesota, and in Iowa. So what I think we need Gash. to do is to go back to the negotiating table. That's what I would do. I wouldn't have put all these tariffs oh, in place, and I wouldn't have had a trade policy where on August 1st he announces he's going to have tariffs on $300 billion of goods. On August 13th oh. he cuts it in half. A week later he says he's going to reduce taxes. The day after oh, that he says more. he's going to do it. The leaders of the world are watching this, and it undermines our strength as a nation. And yes, we want fair trade, but we must it's work with the rest of the world. And he has made a mockery of focused trade policy, which I think means enforcement, like we've done in northern Minnesota, passing bills, getting really President Obama to do more on that, so that our workers can benefit. So we years. are importing, exporting really goods, and making that? sure uh, that is a competitive policy where our goal is that we are making things, inventing things, and exporting to the world. He is yeah, well, it's that. hard to make fun of her. Like, she's just saying nothing, like, just fluff. Like, 
to our country. I want to pick up on what Senator Klobuchar was yeah, saying. Yeah, she's, she's literally saying that she's going to make America great again without yeah. saying to make America great again. Yeah, Look, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're yeah, going to go back yeah. to being better at math. Has her trade yeah, American inventing things. Like, that's literally what Trump says. $600 to the average American family just a couple of days ago. 60% of Americans said that they believe that we're in for a recession next year. So uh, when I become president, I would immediately begin to negotiate with China to ratchet down that trade war. We have leverage there. You're a ratchet. I also believe, though, that we need to return to a leader when it comes to things like human rights. We have uh, millions of Uyghurs, for instance, in China that right now are being imprisoned and mistreated. And in North Korea, this president is elevating a dictator. Oh, I agree. We need to stop that. We need to return to ensuring that America leads again on human rights. When it comes to this trade war, I would immediately begin ratcheting that trade war down. We have leverage in that discussion. Senator Warren, let me bring you in on this, this conversation. President Obama signed the Trans-Pacific Partnership. In part, it was designed to rein in China, to bring China in uh, to some kind of regulation. What do you think he got wrong? So our trade policy Everything. in America has been broken for decades. And it has been broken because it works for giant multinational corporations and not for much of anyone else. These are giant corporations that, that are paying me money and that I'm said I possibly open to taking. They'll do it in a heartbeat. And yet for decades now and I that I have taken of our trade negotiators who has shaped I'll be in 2018 but she did take corporate money corporations it's been their lobbyists and their executives the way we change our trade policy in America's first procedures who sits at the table I want to negotiate trade with unions at the table I want to negotiate it with small farmers at the table I, I want to negotiate, negotiate with, with Hillary Clinton the behind the scenes oh shit with human rights activists at the table and you asked the question about leverage if I can just respond to that one the leverage are you kidding everybody wants access to the American market that means oh, that we have the capacity the to say right here in America, you want to come sell goods to American consumers, then right you've got to raise your standards. It is you've got to raise your labor standards, and you've got to raise your environmental standards so our companies oh, can compete on oh, a level this a playing field. We I can hope use not. trade not to undermine this American workers and not to undermine American farms and not We're to undermine small there. businesses in this country. We can use trade to help build a stronger economy. Senator Harris, how would your, how would your trade policy differ from President Obama's? Well, first of all, I, I, I have no criticism uh, uh, of that uh, 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 more than just looking at where we are now. First of all, I like have no criticisms of Barack Obama whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> he conducts trade policy by tweet, frankly, born out of his fragile ego. It has resulted in farmers in Iowa with soybeans rotting. Don't laugh at that, Elizabeth. At Don't fucking laugh at that when cheap fucking low-hanging fruit. My trade policy under a Harris administration is always going to be about saying we need to export American products, not American jobs. And to do that, we Ooh. have to have a meaningful trade policy. I am not a protectionist Democrat. Look, we need to sell our stuff. And that means we need to sell, sell it to people stuff. overseas. That means we need trade policies that allow that to happen. You asked earlier about China. It's a complicated relationship. 
We have to hold China accountable. They steal our products, including our intellectual property. They dump substandard products into our economy. They need to be held accountable. We also like need we to partner earlier, with China on climate and the crisis that that presents. We need to partner with China on the issue of North Korea. Like I am on, and oh, I'm the only person shit. on the stage, the Senate Intelligence Committee and the Senate Homeland Security Committee. We need a partner on the issue of North Korea. But the bottom line is this. Donald Trump in office on trade policy, you know, he reminds me of that, that guy in The Wizard of Oz, you know, when you pull back the curtain, it's a really small dude. The Wizard of Oz. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to take the bait, Senator Harris, but I am going to take the Dunk. She got him, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. There is a reason why, in the last 45 years, the average American today, despite an explosion of technology and worker oh, productivity, burn. It's not making a penny more than he or she Somebody get him a glass of water. And one of the They're going to use this. Like, Bert, Bernie's so old. Trade Even though blood I got to my good friend there. Joe Biden. Joe and I strongly disagree on trade. I helped lead the opposition to NAFTA and PNTR, which cost NAFTA. this country over 4 million good paying jobs. Yep. And what happened is people who had those jobs ended up getting other jobs, making 50% of what they made in manufacturing. <clears throat> so Trump obviously hasn't a clue. Trump thinks that trade policy is a tweet at 3 o'clock in the morning. What we have got to do is develop a trade policy that represents workers, represents the farmers in the Midwest and elsewhere who are losing billions right now because of Trump's policy. A trade policy which understands that if a company shuts down in America and goes abroad and then thinks they're going to get online to get a lucrative federal contract under Bernie Sanders, they got Vice another guest coming. Vice President Biden, he invoked your name. Yeah. Well, uh, look, uh, Lord Biden, Lord Biden, please, please. Or China's going to make <laughs> He used your name in vain. The road. We make up 25% of the world economy. We need another 25% to join us. And I think Elizabeth, uh, Senator Warren then is we'll correct. be halfway At the table has to be labor. I think I know why Bernie sounded sore every time he, he picks China, on Biden, Biden's gnawing at his fucking deficit. esophagus the trying to get the blood out. Our intellectual property. The problem is they're violating the WTO. They're dumping steel on us. That's a different issue than whether or not they're dumping agricultural products on us. In addition to that, we're in a position where if we don't set the rules, we in fact are going to find ourselves with China. can't help but buy it. They're dumping it right on us. Just like those tanks. We just can't help. Dumping their shitty, shitty steel that we just keep buying voluntarily. Sure, there's one point we're really missing on the stage right now, which is the fact that Donald Trump's America First policy is actually an America 
Maybe a final solution. And that means we need to be working with all of our allies, our European allies, our Canadian allies, our Asian allies, our allies in Africa and in South America. We need to work together to root out terrorism. It means using all of our tools. It means economic investment. All of our tools. It means tools, expanding huh? our diplomatic yep, efforts all those instead tools of following that we recruit out the State military. Department. What about uh, domestic so terrorism? No Arguably the biggest threat we have right countries. now. We when was the last time we had a foreign terrorist attack? That is about our security. Uh, was it the anniversary of that? Like a couple Senator days ago? Uh, uh, that's just proof of what they do. Clearly, they just the prevented you just said all you those would, you them home. What if they told you that? Would you listen to their advice? I was in Afghanistan with John McCain two years ago this past summer. I think it may have been Senator McCain's last trip before he was sick. And I talked to people. We did. We talked to military don't wanna, leaders. Don't want to say die. Don't want to trigger Megan McCain. We talked to people on the ground <laughs> and asked the question. The yeah, same one I asked on the Senate Armed Services. How dare she mention my father? Show me what winning looks like. Tell me what it looks like. 
And what you hear hey, is a lot of horror. Well, this. Because hey, no one can describe it. And the reason fringe. no one can describe it is because the problems in Afghanistan are not problems that can be solved yeah, by a military. I have three older brothers fringe. who all served in the military. I understand firsthand <laughs> the kind of We're going to get doxxed by Meghan McCain and The View. They will do anything we ask them to do. Well, argue, probably but not The View. The View doesn't really like her. We solve problems that they alone can I mean, Pam, oh, Pam Anderson was on there and the she was getting more cheers than fucking Meghan McCain. Meghan McCain straight up had to like tell somebody in the audience to calm down, sir. Curb your enthusiasm, my good man. Senator Warren, thank you. You're in an audience. No, Peter Gallery. You're the only veteran on the stage who served in Afghanistan. We heard in recent days from General Joseph Dunford, the chair Barely. of the Barely. He was a Navy in intelligence days, officer. He didn't. Right he sat it's in an air-conditioned fucking fob. He was a fobbit. He's not even oh, you mean a uh, Yeah. Uh, he said he drove a convoy at one point. Oh. Follow the advice. And, and like, narrowly General avoided Dunford. IEDs Way or something? General Dunford in Afghanistan. <laughs> and today, September 12th, 2019 means that today you could be 18 years old, old enough to serve, and have not been alive on 9/11. We have gone oh to put God. an end to endless war. Yeah, we get it. You're, you're, you're young. You're young. That country will never again be used for an attack against our homeland, and that does not require an open-ended commitment of ground troops. Let me say something else, because if there's one thing we've learned about Afghanistan, from Afghanistan. It's that the best way not to be caught up in endless war is to avoid starting one in the first place. And so well, when well I am said. president, well said. an authorization for the use of military force will have a built-in three-year sunset. Oh, so that way we could leave the country in shambles sooner. Because if our troops can summon the courage to go overseas, not going to say I won't do any AUMFs. So won't say we're going to get rid of that fucking unconstitutional bullshit legislation. Let's the president just launch wars. Or sorry, authorize you to do military wars. It'll be a softer death, killing them softly. If my if my corporate overlords wish to wish me to do their bidding. And invade a country, then well, of course I will. Hello, fellow millennials. I promise that when I'm not president, I will only use the AUMF for totally legitimate purposes. I promise. And I also promise that when I drone strike brown children, it'll only be for three years, not for 11. That's the that's the Buttigieg's guarantee. It'll only be against the brown children that won't vote for me in South Bend when I'm. I promise I will bomb all of Yemen and make it look like South Bend. There was a major drawdown of U.S. troops, and then I'm calling it right now. Some estimates 40 percent in the very, very hypothetical. He then had to send thousands of troops back. He will like he will 
he will fucking invade like Cuba and did the or some shit. He'll do like an he'll like rehire like John Bolton as a national security. Well, Tucker Carlson did say he was left wing. Yeah, yeah, he is he is left wing, but he'll like all of that some bullshit excuse to like invade Cuba. Like we we were running military drones over their country and they shot one of them down. Well, time to fuck them. Like, <laughs> let's roll in the tanks and roll out, roll in the, roll in the casinos, like, <laughs> roll in the high rollers. Cuba's back, baby. Fuck it, they won't be, they won't exist in ten years anyway. Oh God. <laughs> Once the Greenland ice is melt, they'll be fucking a foot underwater. All, all of that, I, though, I think, though, feels more like Tulsa Gabbard to me than We can prevent the United States from being the victim of terror. Too busy like putting in a new bike trail, or, uh, <laughs> you know, reshaping those waterfront properties along the river to be more saleable. The Hamptons. I, I'm making fun of mayor stuff, is what I'm getting at here, ladies and gentlemen. Mayor stuff. Kicking, kicking homeless people out of like vacant homes and shit yeah. in California. The fact of the matter is that. Uh, he'd be you know, he'd be like putting spikes on like every surface that he could possibly sit on so they can't, can't sleep, <laughs> <said, laughs> including the homeless the shelters. No, he would just tear down their houses and condemn their houses for not being up to standards and tear down. And when that happened, he went ahead and went anyway without any of that proof. I said something that was not meant the way I said it. I said from that point on. What I was argued against in the beginning, once he started to put the Guys, I want to clarify in, fact, on exactly how I fucked no up plan, the way I said this thing that I thought I said it but didn't actually say it. You got that? Yeah, you vote for Biden, get ready to hear excuses. The president turned to me and said, Joe, when they said we got a plan President, my boss told me. Joe will organize this, get the troops home. My son spent a year in Iraq. And I understand it made, and we were right to get the combat troops out. The big mistake that was Joe made. Joe organized this. I'm sure that's exactly what Barack Obama said. Look at Buttigieg. Did you see Buttigieg's face? Like, <laughs> I think that represents perfectly how everyone is looking at him right now. And, uh, Mr. Vice President, thank you. Senator Sanders. I think, uh, Joe, what can handle the strong? I think we should slow down. Joe! I fucking what hate how they still call him by vice president, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out the there. Well, uh, once you get the title, you'll never lose it. Just like, like the plotters of hopefully when Trump loses, he'll still be You talked about the big president in Iraq surge. The truth is, the big mistake, the huge mistake, and one of the big differences between you and me, I never believed what Cheney and Bush said. Never believe. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. He's the only one that can say that. And it's sad yep. to say. I mean, I kind of literally it was like 434 to He was the one. In that area, uh, if we went into that war, uh, as the former chairman of the Senate Committee on Veterans Affairs, want to pick up on what Pete said, we cannot express our gratitude. To all of the men and women who have put their lives on the line to defend them, defend us, who have responded to the call of duty. But I think also uh, I am the only duty. person up here to have voted against all three of Trump's military budgets. I don't think 
we have to spend seven hundred and fifty. What's what's that, Warren? What's that? I can't hear you. But we don't even know who our enemy is. I think that what we have got to do He's is you and socialism, Barney. Yeah, socialism's going to destroy the economy of Texas. Fighting against terrorism and make it clear that we as a He's too he's too nice to Warren, I think at this point like we'll work together to help countries around I like the world. that he inadvertently we attacked her by saying that. and do everything that we can to rid yes. the world of terrorism. Inadvertent but dropping bombs on Afghanistan and Iraq was not the way to do it. Senator Sanders, thank you. I want to take this to Mr. Yang. You share the stage, as you know, when we talk about troops in Iraq and Afghanistan with the vice president who was in the Situation Room, with senators who are on the Senate Armed Services, the Foreign Relations Committees, with an Afghanistan veteran who is on the stage tonight. As you share the stage with these candidates, what makes you the most qualified on this stage to be Commander-in-Chief? I've signed a pledge to end the forever wars. We've been in a state of continuous. That's what makes you the most qualified. What the American people want. We have to start owning what we can and can't do. We're not very good at signing a pledge as a candidate. If you want proof, all you have to do is look within our own country at Puerto Rico. We've spent trillions of dollars to unclear benefits, lost thousands of lives, and thank you, Pete, for your service. And the goal has to be to rebuild the relationships that have made. America strong for decades. I would lead our armed forces with restraint and judgment. What the American people want is simply a president who has the right values and point of view, and they can trust to make the right decisions when it comes to putting our young men and women into harm's way. And that's what I would do as president. Mr. Yang, thank you. Thank you very much. Vamos a hablar de América Latina. You haven't been asked about Latin America in the previous debate, so uh, let's begin. Uh, Senator Sanders, one country where many immigrants are arriving from is Venezuela. A recent UN fact-finding mission found that thousands have been disappeared, tortured, and killed by government forces in Venezuela. You admit term. that Venezuela does not have free Short elections, old. but still you refuse to call Nicolás Maduro un dictador, a dictator. Can you explain why and what are the main differences between your kind of socialism and the one being imposed in Venezuela? Cuba and Nicaragua. Yes. Well, all, let me be very clear. Anybody who does what Maduro does is a vicious tyrant. What we need now is international and regional cooperation for free elections in Venezuela so that the people of that country can make and can create their own future. In terms so of democratic socialism, to equate what goes on in Venezuela with what I believe is extremely unfair. Like I'll tell you what I believe in terms of democratic socialism. I agree with what goes on in Canada and in Scandinavia guaranteeing health care to all people as a human right. I believe that the United States Turn it around on them. Turn it around. country on earth not to provide paid family and medical leave. I believe that every worker in this country Why can you not call him un because he was fairly elected movement. by the people, and I they would probably elect him again. This would have been the one time where I wish that Bernie had come out and said, I'll tell you who is un dictador, the SOS, El Donald Trump. Yep, we live in a dictatorship too.
Maybe, just be, maybe. A dictatorship what we should a, a be bourgeoisie doing is creating an economy that owns everything, all of us, not including you. That's my understanding of democratic socialism. Secretary Augusto, you wanted to say a, a quick response, 45 seconds. Uh, sure, thank you, Jorge. I'll call Maduro a dictator because he is a dictator. And, uh, he asked uh, you to call him un what we need dictador. To do is to, thank you very with our much. Allies, make sure that the Venezuelan people get the assistance that they need that we continue to pressure Venezuela so that they'll have free and fair elections. And also here in the United States, offer temporary protected status, TPS, to Venezuelans. That is something that the Trump administration has failed to do for all of his big talk about supporting the Venezuelan uh, American community. He has failed. I will not. I also believe that we need to do things like a 21st he century Marshall Plan for Honduras and Salvador He sounds and like Prince so that people can find safety and opportunity at home. I used to be an addict. Journey to now the I'm not. And, uh, under my administration, <laughs> he we're failed. Renewed focus on Latin America. It makes sense. There are neighbors, and we have a lot of things in common. It also Thank makes you. sense that because. We have a country like China that is going around the world to places like Africa and Latin America, making their own relationships, strengthening those. The United States needs to strengthen its partnerships in Latin America immediately. Thank you, sir. And I will. We Senator need to get Rico, our hands uh, in there, too. Yes, we strengthen. We need to strengthen our relationships with as many Central American banana republics that we prop up way to help the environment. as possible. We have since 2014. That's obviously a personal choice. But President Trump and Brazil's President Bolsonaro are concerned that climate change regulations Damn, would affect yeah. economic growth. So should more Americans, including those here in Texas and, and in Iowa... Or you Iowa, should turn around and ask him why he didn't diet? call him uh, a dictator Bolsonaro. Um, dictator. You know, all, I want to say no. Ooh, I actually want to translate that into Spanish. No. Um, <laughs> no. Let's just be clear. The factory farming going on that's assaulting this corporate consolidation in the agriculture industry, one of the reasons why I have a bill to put a moratorium on this kind of corporate consolidation is because Ooh. this factory farming is destroying and hurting our environment, and you see independent family farmers being pushed out of business because of the kind of incentives we are giving that don't line up with our values. That's what I'm calling for. But I want to I switch because we don't have crowded debate stage. We were talking about Afghanistan and Iraq. It, it, it annoys me that we had a conversation about our troops overseas and we didn't say one word about veterans in our country. We have a oh shameful reality God. in America. Veterans! That we send people off to Why war. Why are we even letting him talk? We should be talking over his ass. With invisible wounds, around. hurts, and harms. They're disproportionately homeless. You hear stories about women waiting for months for I mean, a gun to be Hey, you're yeah, a veteran. Talk yeah, all about it. Yeah, I don't want fucking health care. How about that? You could like literally say this shit about the entire U.S. population. You have people, that we people that don't have arms, people that can't afford diabetes medication. Hey, actual veteran, would you agree that it cheapens service to turn it into a way to acquire benefits that should be considered human rights, like we're living in fucking starship troopers or some shit? Yeah, join the army to get your health care. We need to we need to do all this. I'll do all the things Bernie's talking about, but just for veterans, so we have more people feeding into the military machine. Get in the grinder, kids. Of climate change, and can we free food, free housing? Yeah, free education. Join the army. Three huts and a cot. What more do you fucking need? Because. This is the very future of our planet and our ability for our children and grandchildren to be able to survive 
on it. We will make sure that we get to net zero greenhouse gas emissions no later than the year 2050, that we are halfway oh, there and we're all by dead. 2030, that we mobilize $5 trillion over the next when 10 years to do that, that we invest under here water. in Houston, Texas, with pre-disaster mitigation grants to protect those communities that are vulnerable to, to flooding, emissions given the fact that this town has seen three 500-year floods in just five years. You'd like to think you're good for 1,500 years, but you're not. They're coming faster and larger and more devastating than ever. We're also going to make sure that we free ourselves from a dependence on fossil fuels and embrace renewable in my bank account, I promise, guys. My whole campaign will be freed from its dependence on the fossil fuel industry. That they want to provide. Planting cover crops, keeping more land under conservation, using no-till farming, regenerative agriculture, He's better than Ted Cruz, which isn't saying a whole fucking lot. President, though, this is the most uninspiring fucking man Ever. Thank you. Uh, this is the existential crisis of our time. Finally. It's, you know, that movie, The Day After Tomorrow? It's today. Uh, we have seen a warming in our world uh, like never before. We're seeing flooding in the Midwest, flooding in Houston. Almost fires to the, in the point West. that my ice cold hot can actually, I can actually feel it melting. In I Minnesota, I will get us back into to the give you an example of climate change. I opened up a packet of icy hat and I cut through the I cut through the plastic coating and I squeezed out the contents into one of my staffers' meow because he tacked back to me. I will, working with Congress and mayors and business people all over the country, introduce sweeping legislation to get at that 2050 goal. Also, like, are you going to work with mayors to introduce legislation? Legislators? Also, she mentioned she didn't need to work with Congress. Congress is the only thing you can work with right now. I don't see the point of skipping Congress when it's a vastly Democratic supermajority. Senate is the thing you're not going to be able to work with. Like, Sure is funny to me how all these people's plans for what they're going to do when they get elected have nothing to do with the job description they're running for. I'm going to meet with mayors. No, I'm pretty sure it's not what the president does. It's just go around meeting with mayors all the time or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I say Congress. I meant to say House. She did say, to be fair, yeah, I guess she did say Congress, but like that's not very specific. She should have said like the Senate or something. And by 2035, all from the manufacture of electricity. That alone, those three, will cut our emissions here in the United States by 70%. We can do this. We also need to help around the world to clean, but understand this one more time. Why doesn't it happen? Thank as you. long as Washington is paying more attention to money than it is to our future, we can't make the changes we need to make. We have to attack the corruption head-on so that we can save our planet. Senator Harris, 45 seconds. But without upsetting the capitalist issue, system really in any way. No, no big change, no revolutionary change, just little modifications, make it uh, a little bit better. Keep you at bay so you don't, uh, don't elect a socialist or anything. Really 
And when I've been in the United States Senate for now the last two and a half years, and I look at our counterparts, terrified. the Republicans in the United States you Senate, they must be looking at their children. The and then when they look at the mirror, I don't know what they see, but it's a lack of courage. It makes me wonder if this and these, tank this detaches is an issue so that, I can yes, use it represents an existential threat. It is also something we can do something about. This is a problem that was created oh, by human mean, behaviors. The yeah, the tank. And oh, we okay. can change our behaviors in a way that saves our planet. Because I've my vape battery died. I took on as the Attorney General Not of California. Easily, I, I ran the second largest Department of Justice in the United States. Second only to the United States Department of Justice. I took on the big oil companies. And we saw progress. If any of you have been to Los Angeles Thank 20 years ago, you'll like remember that sky okay, was brown. You go there I now, the sky is blue, too. and you know why? Because Leader just decided to lead, and we took on these big fossil fuel companies. We have some of the most important and strongest laws in the country, and we made a difference. And my point being, I've done it before, and I will lead as president on this issue because we have no time. The clock is tipping, ticking, but we need courage, and we need courageous leadership. We can get this done. Mr. Yang. Courageous leadership. We so get to this done. Up, I'm not going to tell you Arnold how. Though. Said, what about your leadership could get this done, cop We need leadership. And the answer is this. We all know everyone you know how on the stage knows that our government has been corporate interests. Now everyone uh, here has a plan to try and curb those corporate more. interests, but we have to face facts. Money finds a way. Money will find its way back in. So what is the answer? The answer is It'll to wash its way the money in from out me, a with people-powered money. My proposal is that we give every American a hundred democracy dollars. Oh, there it is. Give to candidates democracy and dollars, not free and dividend anymore. Wash out the it's at democracy. It's at 10 right now. Yeah, I guess that you get it. Democracy win, dollars. You, you lose. You're done. Just for saying democracy dollars. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, to yeah, give yeah. to candidates? Yeah, Fuck you. Yang is canceled, guys. And the crowd's cheering that? The bad jokes were enough. Stay with you. Here in Houston, the school district is facing yet another year of spending cuts. Like schools across the country, the system faces many challenges. One of them, thousands of students are leaving traditional public schools and going to charter schools. You're the most vocal proponent on the stage for charter so schools. You have said that Democrats who want to limit them are, quote, just jumping into bed with teachers' unions and doing kids a disservice. Why isn't taxpayer money better spent on fixing traditional public schools? Let me be clear, I am pro-good school. I've got a kid, uh, one of my uh, little boys just started public school last week, and I was not one there. One of my, uh, which kids do I have again? Oh, I haven't seen them in years, because I'm too busy so being a venture. Yeah. So clearly shows that a good oh, teacher is worth his or her weight in gold. Yeah. We need to lighten up the emphasis on standardized tests, which do not measure anything fundamental about our character or human work. Holy but here's fuck. the big one. Hope the that data clearly shows that 65 to 70% of our students' oh outcomes God. are determined outside of the school. <laughs> We're talking about time spent I at home with the parents, 13. words read to them when they're young, okay, stress levels in the house, income, type of neighborhood. We're putting money into schools, and educators know this. We're saying you're 100% responsible for educating our kids, oh but you can percent they all know this. I had the a answer is to put before. money directly Gee, it into must the families be just and neighborhoods like, to give our kids a chance to learn and our teachers a chance to teach. Fuck. Oh. Yeah, there you go. It's an 11. Exactly. I wonder why it was like 
Step one so is appoint a secretary of education who actually believes in public education. I believe in public education. And in order to strengthen it, some things are very complex for preparing for a future oh, where knowledge is at your fingertips, but we got to teach more to do with critical thinking and social and emotional learning. Some it's of it is sure extremely it simple. We've just got to pay That's teachers. That's still way too high. Turn down like five watts. Holy shit. I always think of a story from South Bend of uh, friends who hosted exchange students from Japan. They had a student one year who wanted to be a teacher and they kept Friends in touch with her she went back to Japan students. and to college. Uh, she go. took the exam to try to become a teacher uh, in a society that really regards teachers and compensates teachers well. And she came up just short. So you know what she did? Since she was absolutely good but couldn't quite make the cut to be a teacher, she had a fallback, fallback plan. She became a doctor. That is how seriously some countries treat the teaching profession. If we want to get the results that we expect for our children, we have to. Yeah, evidently they teach you as being harder to get into than being a doctor. The way we do she couldn't teach high school, but she could like become a fucking doctor. Sorry, but don't we have it right by no, being easier to be a teacher than to be a doctor? She couldn't teacher. quite make it to teach in a fucking elementary school, but I she could make it to be a doctor. And let's be clear in all the ways we talk about this, money for public schools should stay in public schools, not go anywhere else. I've already made my commitment. I will, we will have a secretary of education who has been a public school teacher. I think this is ultimately about our values. I have proposed a two-cent wealth tax on the top one-tenth of 1% 1 in this country. That would give us enough money to start with our babies by providing universal childcare for What's every that? baby oh, aged you zero ever, to you... five, universal pre-K for every three-year-old and four-year-old in this country, raise the wages of every childcare worker and preschool teacher in this country, cancel student loan debt for 95% of the folks who got it, Thank you, Senator. And strengthen our unions. This is how Looks we like build America there. that reflects our values, not just where the money comes from with the billionaires and corporate executives. Senator Harris, 45 seconds to respond. My this first is grade the, teacher uh, was this Francis Wilson. Uh, just uh, Todd's uh, vape section of the podcast. I think most oh, of us would totally say that we are not where we are without the teachers who believed in us. I have offered oh, that's some good legal tobacco to deal with this, which will be the first totally in the nation legal. federal investment in closing the teacher pay gap, which is $13,000 a year. Because right now oh, our public schools, our teachers, 94% of them up. are coming out of their own pocket to help pay for school <coughs> And that is wrong. I also want to talk about where we are here at TSU and what it means in terms of HBCUs. I have, oh, as part of my proposal, that we will put $2 trillion into investing in our HBCUs for teachers. I'm trying to hear over because, your hacking. Because... Because, one, as a proud graduate of a historically black college and university, I will say, I will say that Guys, I'm black, in case you didn't know that. that disproportionately produce teachers and those who serve well, in these many professions. But thank you, Senator, but this is a critical point. She made sure to mention she graduated a from a historically black university. Has a black teacher before the end of third grade. Yeah. 
they are 13% more likely to go to college. If that child has had two black teachers before the end of third grade, they are 32% more likely to go to college. So when we talk about investing in our public you know, education system, as long as she's going to play race card stereotypes to try to so make herself much. look and sound more we woke. Fix it? That will fix so many other things. We must invest you know, she in the come in and be like, Senator Sanders, I was in the first ever class that got bussed. And my mom was the first ever Hindu who wasn't forced to work at a 7 Eleven. Guess what? I broke all the barriers, all right, personally. Hold on. We are the wealthiest country in the history of the world. And yet we have the highest child poverty rate of almost any country on earth. We have teachers in this country <coughs> who are leaving education because they can't work two or three jobs to support That's themselves. Great. Hey! Which is why under my legislation, we will move to see that every teacher in America makes at least $60,000 a year. What we will also do it's not only at least. Hey, if, if anyone out there recognizes me in a weird way, you can't put your finger on. Maybe I HBCU substitute taught your class at one point. Guess how much I made. And granted, it's not the same thing as being a full-time teacher, so I can understand making less. I made nine dollars an hour and required a bachelor's degree to even get that job. Try to get the education. Job that requires a college degree and pays nine dollars an hour. Student debt in this country. Oh, Koblishar is having a shit fit. Uh, no, no, not free, not socialism. Speculation. Thank you, Senator. Uh, Mr. Vice President, I want to come to you and talk to you about inequality in schools and race. In a conversation about segregation in schools back in 1975. Uh, he's, he's like, oh, here we go with the buses again. God damn it. When the inevitable workers' revolution comes, should we go full Bolshevik and just ban rich kids from going to school or from graduating? Or should we be a little more lenient and let them go? I'm not a fan of absolutes. Ago. There's always the, um, there's tonight, shades of gray. Because that was one of the things that Ayn Rand was super bitter about. Ironically, well, they have to deal with she the, was one of the first to go to college where she went this country. because the, the Bolsheviks made it legal for women to go to college. But she got sure kicked out like her junior year because look, they kicked out all the bourgeoisie kids and she was a rich kid. That's why she hate, hated communism Triple so much. As I imagine if they hadn't done that, how, many, how, 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 li how little, how much less power the libertarian movement would have now if the fountainhead hadn't been, hadn't been written. And here's the thing, though. They wound up recanting that policy and she got to graduate in the end anyway. Yeah, but she was still bitter about it. That it's that, crazy. That's what the turned, her into, kind of turned her into the bitter old hag that she was. She was. That she was, she was. That had her totally sure toxic personality. You know what? Oh my God, that's who we're going to do our episode on. After this debate, we're going to put together an episode about Ayn Rand, everybody. That'll be our first episode of Alleged Intellectuals. They don't know quite what to do. 
play the radio, make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the, the, the phone, make sure the kids <laughs> You all have record players, right? Have the record <laughs> player on. This, Dude, actually, I didn't even notice that at this, first. Ironically, ironically, this is like the closest he's going to get with the young crowd because record players have become hip and trendy again. <laughs> like, That's the irony, is that he doesn't even realize he's, he's that so old he, that it's become recycled again. We should be allowing people to come here from Venezuela. I know Maduro. I've confronted Maduro. Maduro. Number two, M you talk Maduro. about the need to do something in Latin America. Sounded like Bush Jr. there. Maduro. Maduro. God. See to it those three countries, in fact, change their system so people don't have a chance to leave. You're all acting like we just discovered this yesterday. Thank, Thank you, Mr. You Vice much. President. Secretary Castro. <laughs> Thank you very much. Don't have a chance to leave. Did they, did they do that? I know you just, he just dropped his phone and the battery exploded out everywhere. I grew up in one of those back on, look it up. I want to see if Venezuela is literally prohibiting people from leaving. In fact, if they're the literally like, no, you are locked uh, in the country. We're involved I'll in a 1973 Supreme Court uh, case challenging how Texas financed its schools. Because that's what it sounded like and he just said. Like they're preventing people from leaving Venezuela. No, I, I think that, I, that is what he hinted segregated at. Because our neighborhoods are segregated. Now, I have an education plan like a lot of folks up here that would pay teachers more, that would recruit. Uh, diverse ranks of teachers that would invest in our public schools, but I also believe that we have to connect the dots to uplift the quality of It's not about recruiting teachers, dumbass. You have more than enough people who could in or should be teachers. The problem is paying them. Pay them. Fund them. Make it so that they don't have to fucking pay out of pocket for their own fucking supplies for students and shit. Give them some pencils. How about that? Oh, that's right. You know, all fucking libtards. That That's right. You don't care about schools. material fucking conditions. And you don't give a fuck about dialectical materialism or fuck schools. about the fucking, you know, interaction between production and consumption. Beyond basic bitch fucking capitalist supply and demand fucking shit. Racial segregation in public schools. Yet for millions of students of color today, segregation remains a reality. Non-white districts typically receive. No, why give people necessary supplies to live? Okay, the only thing I could find was an Al Jazeera article. Venezuelans determined to leave despite border restrictions. Many fleeing the economic situation in Venezuela say they'll leave even as neighboring countries tighten borders. So it's not Venezuela. There are so far, from what I saw, there were like four million people at least so far that have left the country. So the country itself isn't. Preventing, he's just having a fucking dementia attack on stage. Is that? I want confirmation. Well, I'm just so deeply frustrated. I would, my phone they don't have like a school that serves their Jesus. Hold on. I think I'm the only person on the stage, even though I had no four million as mayor to run a school system. I stepped up and took responsibility. The only way there could be that many is if they, they and we produce like results. A lot of folks here talking or about I guess raising a lot of teacher salaries. No, the, a lot of, they said a lot of people, what I saw is said a lot of people are leaving there. on foot. Yeah, we closed poor performing charter schools, but back then Columbia is just doing what the U.S. is trying to do charter off the border and shit. We were a city that said we yeah. need to find local solutions that work for our community. The results speak for themselves. We're now the Staggering number one city in America to beat the odd schools from high poverty to high performance.
strategies like investing in our children oh, oh, and i'll tell you this npr says I, thousands right thinking the about these problems so isolated disconnected from the other issues that's why my friend secretary castro is 100 percent right that was in 2018 we are in though. the reality we are right now because uh, vice president so of overtly racist policies not 400 years ago just in my lifetime millions thousands that, were well, that says in recent disinvesting years in communities and how many just years that, my kids are not only struggling years. with racial if you told me it was over the past decade it's whatever, semantics. And either way, yeah. okay. They're not being prevented from leaving by the actual quite by the Venezuela. It's the, it's the surrounding countries, which you could argue we are one of. I mean, we're not surrounding, but we're certainly tightening our, tightening our borders. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck are we to chide Venezuela and all the other countries near there when we're the ones closing off our borders to refugees? If they want to fix Venezuela so bad, offer everyone in Venezuela a free fucking airplane ticket and visa to the U.S. Send them the Army Corps of Engineers to fucking fix the infrastructure. Oh. All right. Get rid of this shitty commercial here. Oh. So, reactions so far? <clears throat> I guess we're in the last hour. It has to be 10 p.m. now, right? Yeah, it's past. It's 10.20. Okay, thank God. I mean... Obviously, we're rooting for Bernie here. Uh, him, in, him and Warren are the only ones that are even remotely making a lick of sense. Yeah. But then part of the problem is that Warren is just, you know... She's, she's, she's consuming all the attention that they're throwing at her. Like, they're, they're, tr they're, they're calling on Bernie, but they're avoiding him. I, I always personally feel underwhelmed by Liz Warren when I see her uh, debate... Well, but everything but she other says, people say she Bernie, kicks ass. So. Yeah, everything she said though has already been said by Sanders. Like any, it, like any response either has been said or could be said better by Sanders. And I think that a lot of the, like how how this debate's going to turn out is like a lot of people are going to say they liked what she said, but it was something that could have been said by Sanders that he wasn't called on for. Biden has hardly done anything at all. Like I, I don't, I don't even think I remember him getting that many claps. Like I, you know, I question why anyone still supports Biden and, at this point. Yeah, Isn't like the building arguments think, going out the window? He's, you know, people can't say yeah, Bernie's the old codger anymore. The the geri the geriat the geriatrics that are fucking up in his poll numbers obviously couldn't make it out to the debate in Texas tonight. Well, neither could Joe Biden's brain. I don't think. Maybe he's in the middle of another aneurysm and or making fun of a dying man. <coughs> oh my God! <coughs> that legal tobacco is fucking me up. Don't get too fucked up, man. No, I need it. I'm otherwise I'm going to be super depressed seeing what passes for the quote-unquote left in this country. They got some dude interviewing some chick. Oh, uh, they're both. <coughs> they're 
They're both <coughs> just talking. They're, they both work for ABC. Yeah, but <coughs> fuck them. They're not what we're here to see. <coughs> they, they're talking about Kamala and Cory Booker right now. How, how impressed they are with Kamala and Cory Booker. Cory Booker literally hasn't said anything. Like he's he's Pete Buttigieg this entire fucking this entire fucking debate. Pete, well, I don't know. Pete Buttigieg's voice says more. He just says oh, 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 hold on. We we uh, we mentioned Bernie for a second. Let's not get too off topic. Let's get back to like Julian Castro now. Oh God. All these non these non issue fucking uh, these non issue candidates. He's in non-presidential material. Milk toast losers that you could swear were in it to lose. Like, on purpose, like, like ringers throwing the fucking match or whatever, you know? They're playing the highlights as if anything from this catastrophe of a debate could remotely be considered Julian Castro is going to be there to talk to them after the debate, which maybe is why they're jerking off to him so oh, much. Thank God we'll be done watching this shit. Who is now. this 13-year-old? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the viewers obviously can't see it, but... <coughs> We're protecting them from this shit. Oh, you know, I forgot. This is yeah, that's the one they see. Yep, all they see is our awesome, beautiful yes. uh, logo behind our us. Our Tron-esque. Uh... Oh, so far this first episode of Futile Gripes is going pretty damn well, if I say so myself. You know, aside from all the shit that's fucked up, it's perfect. Now, the question is, first off, is this debate going to go into overtime? Because it's already 10.30. I fucking hope not. And they're on break number two now. Which, you know, implying that the debate would be divided into even thirds. Is it coming back on? Alright, it's coming back. Oh boy. of questions. Right. One question for each candidate. We're going to go in reverse order for the <coughs> statement. Uh, the question is on oh, the quality of uh, resilience. I shouldn't have uh, uh, come back so soon because that shitty Every dramatic music is going to get us copyright. Defeats and mistakes. Shit. So I want to ask each of you, what's the most significant professional setback you've had to face? How did you recover from it? And what did you learn from it? Vice President Biden. I, uh, I never counted any professional setback I have as a serious setback. Uh, there's a, things that are important. Things that are important. <laughs> None of the serious. Oh yes. And there's that shameful look he gives. Why does he do that? Why does he pout and look down on a fucking sad? Sympathy. Someone, you want, you want no, sympathy. Someone I read said that he was trying to look resolute and manly. I'm like, how in the fuck did they read that from that? Senator Biden, we'll start the clock again. Where are they yelling? Go to Twitter and look up what they're yelling. Mr. Phone Man. I'm, I don't have the Twitter app on my phone right now. Just go to Twitter.com. 
in like your bedroom. Okay. Twitter about Moby. We're sorry. Go ahead. The mobile site. There's setbacks and there's setbacks. And uh, I think the most critical setback that can occur to anyone is to uh, um, no e. lose. Uh, well, my, my dad had an expression. He said, Joey, it's not a question of succeeding whether you get knocked down. It's how quickly you get up. And, uh, and you say, you never explain and never complain. And then go on to say that the only obligation that really matters, the most important thing, is family. Okay, just go to Twitter. Because I was raised to believe that that was the center of everything. Family. I thought, maybe, I thought they would have been be smart judged enough on to based register how you treat that, your family they, they and, and how you went from there. And I, uh, they um, weren't at all. It took, you know, Kierkegaard okay. said, faith sees best in the dark. Wow. Right after I got elected, my I told you. daughter were killed. It doesn't even let you. And my, and my, uh, my two sons Fuck. are badly I'm injured. Not okay. And I've just that. been elected, not sworn in. And uh, I lost my faith for a while. I came back. And then later, when my son Bo came home from Iraq and with a terminal disease, and uh, a year later, a year and a half later. Terminal brain cancer. Me, Remember you were talking about me, cancer uh, earlier? The fact is that Go throw my dead son into the mix one more time. Again and again and again and again. Purpose in what you do. And that's why I, I hope, I hope he's proud of me today because he wanted to make sure I didn't run for president, but I stayed engaged. Because when you get hit okay. badly, whether you're losing a job or you're raising a family like my dad, where you have to make that longest walk up the stairs to tell your kid you can't live here anymore. Dad lost his job. You know, we, we've all went through that in some form or another. And it just takes... By the way, just, for as me, long as we're on the topic of uh, Joe Biden's uh, dead son, I like to point out that uh, I did a little bit of research on him earlier, but, uh, and he was, like, overly concerned with, like, pedophilia and, like, sex crimes and shit, to the point where it seemed like it was, like, creepingly, like, one of our... Former government, high school government teacher, like, like, just, <gasps> like he, all his, all the legislation oh, yes. he put through was like sex crime and like pedophile related or like harsher sentences and all stuff and stuff like that. It seems like literally nobody understood what those people were shouting. Probably find out later on. Unlike the last one, they knew immediately they were saying fire Pantaleo, but this one. Scholarship, and then at 19, got married, dropped out of school, took a minimum wage job, thought my dream was over. I got a chance down the road at the University of Houston, and I made it as a special needs teacher. I still remember that first year as a special needs teacher. I could tell you what those babies looked like. I had four to, uh, four to six year olds. But at the end of that first year, I was visibly pregnant. And back in the day, that meant that the principal said to me, um, wish me luck, and hired someone else for the job. So there oh, I am. God. I'm at home, I got a baby, I can't have a job. What am I gonna do? Here's resilience. I said, I'll go to law school. And the consequence was, I practiced law for about 45 minutes, mm -hmm. and then went back to my first love, which is teaching. But it let me get into fights, it gave me new tools, and the reason I'm standing here story. today is because I got back up, I fought back, <coughs> I know what's broken, I want to be in the fight to fix it in America. Thank That's you, why Senator. I'm here.
She could have used that to open up into student loan debt, too. I mean, now the only problem is there's no policy statements in there other than just trust me to make good ones. Yeah. But, uh, they say she has a plan for everything. Who came to this country without a nickel in his pocket. Professional resilience means to be George running for U.S. Senate in Vermont and getting 1% of the vote. To be fair, running though, I guess this is a resilience question, so they're just, Finally becoming I don't know, it's a fluff question for them to rant about their margin. fucking bullshit. What resilience means to me is that throughout my political career, I have taken on virtually every powerful special interest in this country, whether it is Wall Street, whether it is the insurance industry, whether it is the pharmaceutical industry whose corruption and greed is killing people today, whether it is a military industrial complex or a prison industrial complex. And I feel confident that given a lifelong record of taking on powerful special interests, of standing up for the working families of this country, that I will be able to take on the greed and corruption of the corporate elite and create a government and an economy that work for all of us, not just the 1%. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Senator Harris. You know, uh, every office I've run for, whether it be district attorney or attorney general, um, I was told each time, it can't be done. They said, nobody like you has done it before. Um, you're, nobody really is ready for you. Um, when I ran for DA, I won and became the first black woman elected like DA in a like state of 40 million people in San Francisco. When I ran for attorney general of California, I was elected because um, I didn't listen. And I was the oh. only um, black elected, woman black elected um, attorney general in the so state, deep in the country. Profound. And each time people would say, it's not your time, it's not your turn, it's going to be too difficult, they're not ready for you. And I didn't listen. And a part of it probably comes from the fact that I was raised by a mother who said um, many things that were life lessons for me, including don't you ever let anybody tell you who you are. You tell them who you are. Was, is that a movie quote? And Did she just quote a fucking movie? Oh, the town halls that we do Probably. in this race for president of the United States. And I look at the, um, the, the, the meetings that we do in the community meetings, and I see these little like. girls and boys, like um, sometimes movie. even brought by their fathers. And they bring them to fake. me, and I talk to them during these events, and they smile, and they're full of joy. And their fathers tell them, see, don't you ever listen and let anybody ever tell you what you can or cannot be. You she have to like believe she's narrating in what can an audiobook, be unburdened like, by what has been. Like Barack Obama, Senator dreams Harris, from my father or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's when you know, my uh, father told me military officer that you ever let don't, in. don't you ever let the and world get to you. And as an elected official in the state of Indiana when Mike Pence was governor, at a certain point, when it came to professional setbacks, I had to wonder whether just acknowledging who I was was going to be the ultimate career-ending professional setback. <clears throat> I came back from the deployment and realized that 
He only gets he to live one life, a and certain friend of ours I was not interested Mac. in mm, not knowing what yeah. it was well, like to be about. in love any longer. So I just came out. I had no idea what kind of professional setback it would be, especially because, inconveniently, I'm it was Mac. an election year I went to the in my socially conservative community. Sorry, buddy, if you're seeing What this, happened was that when I trusted voters to judge but me based on the job that I did for them, they decided to trust me and re-elected me with 80% of the vote. And what I learned was that trust can be reciprocated and that part of how you can win and deserve to win is to know what's worth more to you than winning. And I think that's what we need in the presidency right now. We have to know what we are about. And this election is not about any of us up here. <coughs> it is not about this president, even though it's hard to talk of anything else some days. Oh, it is about this president. Who trust us with their lives. A kid wondering if we're actually going to make their schools safe when they've learned active shooter drills before, before they've learned to read. A generation wondering even, whether we will you know, actually get the job done. The weird thing about kids these And if days, we hold to that, and it doesn't matter what happens to each of us professionally. Together, we will win like a better era for our country. And yet still childishly at the same time. This like, there's nothing weirder than seeing a little girl an who's like, for five oh, we don't think that you're actually going to make it safer, you know, or something like that. If you want to start something, well, I think that's tell how, everyone like, you know, and then goes off to play to hopscotch. And then you don't have yeah. a choice. You put your heart and soul into it, and even though I did that, we my company flopped. The children. problem is they're just they're not as naive. Uh, as lost investors, hundreds of thousands of dollars, still owed a hundred thousand in uh, school debt. My parents still told people I was a lawyer. So it's a little easier. So I remember lying lying on my floor, looking up, wondering how did come to this. Eventually, I picked myself back up. I kept working in small growth companies for another ten years. Years and eventually had some success. And then after I did have some success, I still remembered how hard it was, how isolating it was, how it feels like your friends uh, no longer this want is, to spend time with you. This is a real kind and of so a I fucking strike against him because he grew up a somewhat that helped privileged family around the country, I, if I, including if I Sean Wen, who's here in the audience tonight, who left to, who left his gilded Wall sure, Street job law to, be, to become a food entrepreneur in San Antonio. Like Sean, I hope I made the process a little bit like easier for you than it was for like me. But the goal of, of my campaign fucking... is to make this an economy that allows us to live our human values and aspirations. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Yang. Senator Booker. So uh, my biggest professional setback is, is embarrassing because a lot of folks know about it. I with a bunch of tenant leaders in Newark, New Jersey in 2002 took on the political machine and boy did they fight back. I had tires on my car <laughs> slashed or campaign offices were broken into. My phones were tapped. Oh, yeah. uh, it became that's a right. spectacle and that's we what, lost that's that your election. And here's a bit of advice really? to everybody. If you're going to have a spectacular failure, Who have boy, a documentary the team worst the thing I ever did was take on organized crime and corruption in city government. Because, boy, oh boy, they fight back. The but, to oh, uh, March I got them in the end anyway. Yeah, that sure was the closest the thing to a mistake I ever made in my entire professional career. The people and the people won't give up on you. As for my personal life, I'm perfect. I am, I'm dating a movie star. I'm like a botched political bomber and I'm dating Rosario Dawson. Our city's history. 
But more than that, the lesson was there. More than that, we don't uh, give up. I'm we taking on America's you know toughest problems. There's something about he doesn't sound like Jeff Goldblum, but there's something about his 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 rhythm. There's just something about the way he's just so excited to talk about everything he's doing. It's his eyes. It's like, uh, well, uh. My staff and my friends uh, and my I fucking me, killed the fast, mafia. Uh, yeah, well, race, but that's you know who else he kind of reminds me of? And I swear to God, this isn't just because he's biracial. But he looks, sounds, and vaguely acts sort of like Tom Morello. Is always greater than the people in power. I don't know, I've never seen Tom Tom Morello doesn't really talk too much. I don't think I've seen him talk in length. Oh, dude, he was on... I know he's political. We need. He was on a fucking... Bill Maher recently. And common purpose, and then there's nothing we can't do together as a nation. I imagine Senator he's Bernie. probably a Bernie bro, though, too. I, I think Thank so. You, George. He, he sounds a lot like Cory uh, Booker. Everything you know, sounds well, like I mean, you know, he... And, and someone I've was like, uh... My hometown of El Paso, Texas. Oh, someone asked him... They were like, the why should we trust what a, a rock star says about politics? He's like, in large part, I, I want to hear Beto talk about like some like drunken, trudged up more. night like, that You're he had after like, he played a show. Oh, it was like skateboarding home, and I took a spill and chipped out my front teeth on the bike trail. So fucking hungover from a fucking meth binge I had the night before. strength. Into our security, into our safety. Yesterday, I was visiting with one of those victims. He's the head coach of the Fusion. This is a girls' soccer team of 10 and 11-year-old girls. His name is Luis. Oh, he was boy. shot in the legs multiple times. He was shot in the side multiple times. He's still healing from his wounds he in the hospital. But from his hospital bed, soccer. he's still trying to coach oh, yeah. the Fusion girls' soccer team. Um, memo his <laughs> what is was that? Soccer team. Anyone who doubts that uh, Texas is just the California of the South, when we end this is proof of gun violence in this country, when we finally confront yeah, the racism that exists in America, when we're defined not by our fears but instead by our aspirations and our ambitions, it will be in large part, I think. Senate, to the example that almost Senator Keanu, can you please give us a hot take <laughs> on where your car is? <laughs> without oh, without climbing on the podium or saying like, fuck. This one time, like, I, I was on an adventure. Oh, whoa. Now I lost and my car. Dude, where's my car? Treatment. He chose treatment with his faith, with his friends, with our family. And in his words, he was pursued by grace. And that made me interested in public service because I feel like everyone should have that same right to be pursued by grace. I then got married. My husband's out there somewhere, hopefully smiling. Uh, paused, and our no daughter. And our daughter Please was clap. born. I had this expectation. We we're going to have this perfect, perfect birth. And she was really sick. And she couldn't swallow. And she was in and out of hospitals for a year and a half. But when she was born, they had a rule in place that you got kicked out of the hospital in 24 hours. She was in intensive care, and I was kicked out. And I thought, this could never happen to any other mom again. So I went to the legislature, 
our state legislator, not an elected this official. This could never happen under the private health care system that I'm going to prop up when I'm president. Of the state 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 as that long as I personally experience it, we'll And when I got to that gridlock of Washington, D.C., and got to work and pass over a hundred bills, and I know a lot of my friends here from the left, but remember, I am from the middle of the country. And I believe yeah. if we're going to get things done, that we have to have someone leading the ticket with grit. Someone's going to not just change the someone policies, Someone to compromise with the uh, rights, someone to fail. You need someone with grit leading the ticket, or someone who's not too outdated, too bad, because of where my they came from. Everyone should have that same well, opportunity. Senator, oh, yeah, thank you. Sure. Secretary Castro. That's the thing. Thank Having thank grit you, George, to requires being on the left. Thank all of y'all for tuning in tonight. Uh, in many ways, I shouldn't be here on this stage, you know. Uh, oh, is this for closing statements? He said, thank you've name. been here tonight. Yeah, oh, it'd be all, all of these, yeah. Thank uh, I grew the fucking, up in a single-parent household thank on the, the west side of San Antonio. Going to the Although, actually, schools. in retrospect, uh, eventually, this, this my brother Joaquin uh, and I became the first in our family I, I to become professionals. And when I got home, I took a job at the biggest law firm in town. I was making $100,000 a year in the year 2000. Uh, a few months later, I got elected to the San Antonio City Council. And the City Council at the time was only paying $1,040 a uh, year. Julian, so everybody had another job. And I hate my to job tell you this, but your firm. life story is uh, well, a few boring! Well, I got elected, uh, the law firm got a client. No one and gives a fuck! Those of us on the city hey guys, I mentioned I went to school at uh, like Stanford or Yale or some shit like that. The golf course over our water supply because we relied on an underground aquifer. Uh, I didn't think the environmental protection plan was strong enough, so I wanted to vote against it, and my constituents wanted me to vote against it. But under the ethics rules for lawyers in Texas, because believe it or not, lawyers have ethics rules, uh, you can't on the one hand, I wanted to do the right thing. On the other hand, my livelihood, my student loans, my new house payment, my car payment, depended on me shutting up, being conflicted out. So and one so day, I, did. I walked into my law firm, and I quit my <coughs> job. And then I went and I voted against that land deal on the city council. And, you know, it was the first test that I had. And I think back to that because oftentimes we think of politics and you think of politics as dirty or corrupting. I wondered before I went in it whether it would change Often who I was. Times. And I was proud that when that first test came, that I stood up for the people that I was there to represent and not for big special interests. There's nobody that gets tested more in a position of public trust than the President of the United States. This President has failed that test. But I want you to know that if you elect me President, I won't. I won't serve anybody except you. I and wish your I knew more about and together him so I could like fact check what he said now because he's he, he, he made a good case. He made himself sound really good. He's but I am not almost bad on the issues. Yeah. I mean, relative to American politics, he's just another. They're all interchangeable as a thing. Yeah. Well, he hasn't really has he really like spent enough time in positions of like actual power to like really surface or push his, like, corruption or his, like, mediocrity to surface? I mean, all you really have to know about him is just that he's just another, you know, typical Democrat. There's not really much to 
Yeah. No, another, uh, just another, another party. Fucking sacred Obama crap. Yeah, whether you want to call him a party activist or a party insider or just whatever, that's, you know, that's basically what he is. Just whatever the party says or whatever the stereotypical Democrat would think, you can pretty much guess what Julian Castro's position would be from that. He's him and Cory Booker sort of occupy the same lane in a lot of ways. And yeah, I'd say I'd say Booker's worse though. Like maybe maybe it's only because Booker's had more it's time just to so like mediocre. Do, yeah, well, and he's had more time for corruption and whatnot because Booker's definitely been paid off more than Castro. Well, and, I mean, he was in definitely. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, from what we from what I know or from what we know. I mean, most. I mean, people it is know. Jersey, so it's a yeah. It's a safe presumption. That he, he was really buddy buddy with uh, with fucking um, with a uh, oh god, who was the fucking governor when he was there again? Chris Christie. Chris Christie. Yeah, he was real buddy buddy with him when they were like running the place together. They made like this hacky fucking YouTube video. Uh, like in both of them in it, like how they're working together and shit like that. It was so cringy. Oh god, was that before or after Bridgegate? It was, I think it was before. I don't know. I know. I think it was. It was definitely before the 2016 election, if I remember correctly. Though I could be wrong even on that. Well, anyways, guys, this uh, concludes the uh, third uh, Democrat debate. Demon crap. Mm -hmm. We will uh, see you guys next time on whatever platform, whatever episode title we're appearing on.